Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minix. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Ryanagle. I'm Jason Minnix on a football Friday. Another great day to be out at a high school football stadium, Gus Stadium this time around. Uh, and man, it looks fantastic out there. You know, it, it's interesting because I get here at noon, and and I'm pulling into the stadium, going, "The hell's going on?" <laughs> I mean, I normally get the best parking lot in the building because I'm the only one here, and I show up, and. I want to say the north side had some sort of a, a track meet, uh, but I mean, not not really. It's not track, but some sort of uh, activities going on with track and field events. I, you know, and you know, the place was packed. It was great. S- Special Olympics, I think, is what it was out here today. It was kind of, it was really kind of cool to see that. Uh, it was just wrapping up when I got out here today. Yeah. So, um, but but that's cool. I, I I thought that was very cool, and and uh, everybody very proud as they left the stadium today. So. Good Good, good job, Northside, to do that. So we got we got Taft and Jay tonight. Is that right? Taft and Jay tonight. And wow. you think about, you know, Taft and Jay for our high school game of the week. I mean, and it's not just our game of the week. It's the Express News game of the ah, week. You've got two okay. high-scoring offenses. You've got two really good defenses. Now, Jay was undefeated a couple of weeks ago, and they lost last week to Harlan. Um they're a playoff team. Both these teams are playoff teams, and tonight kind of feels like a playoff game right. because seeding is intact. Now, Taft, a win tonight, and then next week, if they beat Harlan in the regular season finale, can you believe her at that point? Wow. They could get a share of the district championship. Wait a minute. Next week's the end of the high school football regular season? Correct, sir. That is unheard of. Correct, Unbelievable. Sir. I mean, it's pretty soon we're going to spend Fridays at a studio, which Wow, that which, sucks. Which means our sales department needs to get us into bars on a Friday. They do. Because they're like, hey, can you guys come out on Friday? <laughs> now we're at a high school stadium. And, and, and so now we'll be back into, in, into that business. But, yeah, so, you know, and, and, and uh, Jay wraps up next week against Brennan. Those are your four playoff teams out of the district. So the playoff seating that is intact, and you look at the monkey wrench o- over in the uh, Northeast District with Clark, of all people, beating Brandeis last night to secure a playoff spot. And I was texting with a friend of mine last night, and I didn't do any research on this earlier. But if you're a Clark Cougar type, is this the first time this program has made the playoffs since Jarrell Wilkerson was playing there? Wow. I mean, I it, it's been a while it's for It's been Clark. a while. Yeah. You know, my good friend Jason Eggleston, uh-huh. photographer over at Kids yep. 5, yep. was always a big Clark Cougar. His kids went to school there. And uh, I haven't talked to him. I'm really surprised he hasn't called me to rub it in. 
because I always give him a lot of grief about Clark not doing very well, and now here that they did, he, he, he hadn't said a word. That's he's a nice guy. Now I'm not that nice of a guy. Well, and and, and again, and your your kids went to Brandeis, and and you know that's who they beat last night, and a bit of a surprise. You know, and like next week our game is Reagan and Brandeis, and so I got to figure out all right. Is that game, is Brandeis out, or could they still get in? I mean, I don't know anybody that's beating Reagan, to be honest with you. So, I mean, um, that one could be interesting. Or is there a game, a win-and-get-in kind of scenario that we might end up at next week? You know what's funny, and you, you may know this, but a lot of folks listening may not. You know Clark High School with Street there on? Brandeis Street. They are. (laughs) Why do you find that funny? I think that's hilarious. You think that's funny, huh? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Clark High School is on Brandeis Street. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, Clark drives over Brandeis daily, and they did last night on a football field. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Uh yeah. (laughs) You know who else lives off of that Brandeis Street? Who's that? Our stat guy, John Robbins. Is that right? That is correct. All right. Well, good you gotta, for him. you got to take a left at the bakery on Brandeis uh-huh. and then get back into that neighborhood where he lives. Well, that's good. I just always found that funny that uh, Clark resides on Brandeis Street. That was funny. And, an and before <laughs> last night, uh, there was a... It'd been a, a lot of beatdowns from yeah, Brandeis well, to Clark. Well, and, and I mean, you look at... Well, I mean... I can't believe we're getting on a high school tangent like this. <laughs> but you look at the schools that have been around for a long time tend to struggle against the newer schools where all the growth is. And then I look at what Ricky State has done at, at Taft, right? You know, he took over uh, four years ago, five years ago, right? Yeah, um, right. Um, six years ago. This is his sixth season. They hadn't made the playoffs since 2007. And now they've been in the playoffs four years in a row. Uh, you know, he has turned that program around. I look at Gary Gutierrez and what he's dealt with in his 11 years at Jay. Oh, my he's goodness. He's had winless seasons, three-win seasons. Yeah. And you look, he's, he's got a running back in Mata who's incredible, and his kid is the quarterback, uh, Jackson Gutierrez, who is committed to play college ball at Navy. Um, and, and you get the combination there, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got, you got a playoff team. That's I all mean, it takes sometimes. And, 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 but, I mean, you look at it. You know, the last couple years for Jay, you know, they were 5-5 five and five last year, 4-6 and six the year before that, 0-9 oh and, and 20. Uh, and then you go back in, in 18 and 19, they were a six-win team. And, you know, now they've already clinched a playoff spot this year. You know, Jay has had some pretty good players, though. I mean, you look at Josh Reynolds, uh-huh, yeah. right, playing pro ball. Uh, the kid that uh, UTSA went up against the last week uh-huh. playing quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, so they, they've had some good players come out of Jay High School. So um, they just can't. Seem to get well, enough gotta, of them gotta together. Have 22. To, yeah, you got to have a bunch, right? <laughs> and, <coughs> well, it'd be a fun game out here tonight. No, no question about it. Jay and Taft, and um, there'll be a lot of speed out there. Typically, those two schools have a lot of speed. They do. I expect the entire West Side to be at Gus Stadium tonight. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I mean, be I mean, surprised. You know, I, I kind of figure I, you know, gearing in. Gus has a really good Frito pie, <laughs> and, 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 and and my and my guess is. Whatever you're getting at the concession stand, John, on your way up, Rudy, Jay, on your way up, uh, buy enough for halftime, too, because I don't know that you're going to be able to 
get back down there because, I mean, both these teams are good. Gus is going to be full tonight. This is one of these cool old-school San Antonio rivals, and both teams are good uh, this year. And, and, and again, so you got Jay and Taft in, in the playoffs and then Harlan and Brennan, and seeding is all that's left up for grabs, and those four teams play each other over the final couple weeks of the season. That makes it fun. I just cannot believe that the high school st- uh, season is over, almost. I mean, obviously the playoffs, and that's a lot of fun, but my gosh, already? That's just crazy. Already. Football season is the best, and it goes by the fastest. It does. And again, I mean, you know, people ask me, you know, because I, you know, and God bless my wife for this, uh, you know, this is year 26 of me doing high school football. Yeah. And you figure, all right, it's every Friday night. And, you know, you get plans. Hey, you want to go do this on a Friday? You want to go do that on a Friday? You want to, yeah, I got football, man, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, right? But it is a commitment. But then you realize, all right, 12, 13, 14 weeks in a row, and then it's over. Yeah. And then, then you miss it. You know, in the middle of the season, you're like, yeah, all right, let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, exactly. <laughs> You've never heard me say that. Uh, never. I've <laughs> You've never heard me never say that. I think I'm done. That. And then, uh, and then come about March, you, you start gearing up and uh, realizing that, you know, you got to get ready for it. Well, it's like every high school coach that you know that retires and about midway through the season, they're looking for a job again. Um, you know, because, I mean, you do miss it. It is a, a part of what you do. I mean, certainly ain't nobody doing this, uh, at least not in the radio side of things at the high school level to pay any bills. But <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, and I really like the fact that this year what's made it so much better being on ninety four one is our ability to flex into different games because – uh, our signal, like last week going out to Bernie or, you know, even like this week. I mean, the game that we had on the schedule for tonight was Steele and Judson. And who would have ever thought that you would flex out of that game? But Judson, yeah, they're, gonna yeah. Get, they're, they're probably going to get rolled, and this game has bigger playoff implications. Yeah, no doubt. I but mean, the fact that you can go, that we can go out to Steele yeah. uh, and, and Judson and broadcast out there, something you haven't been able to do in the past because of the lack of signal. Now we have that, and I, I think it's fantastic because we're reaching more people. And, look, a lot of people love listening to high school football coverage. And, uh, you know, a lot – a lot of folks, their their team is not on the radio. Now it can be. No, well, and, and that's why I give so many scores of other games throughout the broadcast. And you know, I can't wait till Harlandale gets their uh, press box renovated and puts in electricity and internet. And same with <laughs> Southwest, so we can go down there. And you know, I mean, because like next week would be great to do McCollum and Harlandale. But, oh yeah, but that's on a Saturday, ah. and uh, so we're you know we do Fridays, right? And, and right. so you know, maybe, maybe next year we'll be, we'll be able to get that done who knows but yeah it's going to be a fun one tonight jay and taft our high school game of the week energized by hill electric and frost bank Wemby playing tonight we'll get into that coming up on the blitz cowboys on sunday after the bye even though they didn't play the noise around dak prescott is as loud as ever but does it bother qb one of the cowboys we'll hear from dak prescott next on the blitz on 94.1 san antonio sports star It is the Blitz here on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. He is Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Minnick. So you can always be a part of the show. Tweet at Joe Ryan Eagle 210. Tweet at me at.
at Jason Menix. If you're watching on YouTube, you can always comment there and make sure you subscribe to the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel. And if you're there watching, hit that like button. We'd certainly appreciate it. Yes. Or you could always dial up 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. Going to be a great day. You know, again, the best time of year, isn't it? I mean, you got football rolling. You got the Spurs kicking off the season with Wimby and all that excitement. High school football, the regular season winding down. Does it get any better than this? No. World I, Series kicking off tonight. Hey, and let's not forget hockey is going on for the four of us that enjoy uh, geez, geez, that. All, I mean, we've, oh, got, yeah, we've got a little bit of everything going on. And I'll tell you what. I mean, you think about the Cowboys back in action this weekend. Now, I know that you guys always on Monday morning wake up and put on Rob and Rudy so you can hear their reaction to the game. And you're definitely going to want to do that this coming Monday because in the 7 a.m. hour, Rob and Rudy have tickets to go see the Cowboys and Giants play. So if you want a chance to win those tickets, wake up and listen in the 7 a.m. hour on Monday. Are you kidding me? How do those guys uh, get some tickets to the Giants game? Look, I, I, I bribery. Wow. I mean, they must have took Spence out for breakfast, took Swampy and got him something to eat because not only, I mean, even on uh, apparently on the 3rd, we don't get tickets to give away until the 20th. Until the 20th? Yeah. What kind of crap is that? Wow. I tell you what, uh, man. I, we, need tell to, you. we need to strike. <laughs> although, although, I'm looking at the uh, very confusing email from Schwampy on what the hell we're giving away. <laughs> Those boys in the morning get Giants tickets and Commanders tickets. In the afternoon, we're giving away tickets to the Seahawks game, the Eagles game, and the Lions game. I oh, think, well, I, I think we win. Never mind. <laughs> I think we win. Never mind. We yes. did win. For and it sure. didn't cost us a damn thing in bribery. Wow. You know, nice. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Rudy showed up with some beef stew tacos for for Probably Schwampy. so. Yes, and maybe a fresh shirt. I doubt it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I doubt it. Make sure you listen to Monday morning uh, for your chance to win Cowboys tickets. And and look, I mean. It'll be interesting because the story is going to be Dak Prescott, no matter what the Cowboys do uh, on 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 Sunday. You know, I, I mean, if he plays well, if he doesn't play well, he's the story. And uh, the criticism that comes with being quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and quite frankly, quarterback of any team. I mean, you know, you're hearing about it some from Josh Allen, and and he didn't play a great game last night, but he was able to get the win. You know, Baker played well last night, but didn't get the win and getting hammered for some of the throws that he didn't make. But my goodness, he was under pressure all night. All night. Uh, but then you, you go, but it, it, I mean, that's one of the reasons why the quarterbacks make all the money. Dak Prescott said, yeah, I, I mean, I know what's being said. I don't pay attention to what those guys say. I mean, I don't deal with it. <laughs> People talk, they're always going to talk. Uh, to your point, to me hearing it, absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, it's I'm I'm honestly, I've always felt this way, the most critical on myself uh, when it comes down to it. And so outside of outside of this building, um, criticism, if you don't know the true X's and O's, what's being talked about, what's being asked of me within the in the position, then, yeah, it really it really doesn't matter. But that's also something that experience creates. So, um, yeah, sure. You know what? I, 
I think he's lying through his teeth. Oh. He's lying through his teeth. Look, we all have an ego. We all uh-huh. want to be liked, except you and I. We don't, you know, we don't oh, really care. Yeah, yeah. But we're the, we get, we we're the see, exceptions to the rule versus the guy see, making $40 million a year. We get to see all the criticism. We see it all the time on all the comments and stuff, and that's great because that's what we like. However, Dak Prescott wants to be loved. Well, he wants to be the Dallas Cowboy quarterback. He wants to be the golden child. I guarantee he hears it. It bothers him. It keeps him up at night. You know, I don't know. I mean, because he's likable. He's been a man of the uh-huh, year. Uh-huh. He's on a gazillion commercials. Yep. And if he wasn't likable, he wouldn't be getting all those commercials. In any day that he's feeling bad and the critics might get to him, all he's got to do is open up his bank account. Look at all those numbers and say, yeah, I'm going to be all right. Uh, but <laughs> That's I, I what mean, I would do. It's uh, exactly <laughs> what I would do, too, right? Uh, you know, I mean, you want to bet paychecks? You win, Dak. All right. Absolutely. Go, go, go ahead, man. I wish I could suck at my job like you do and get paid that way, right? I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, overall, the guy's winning, right? Um, but the competitor... He knows he wants to go out and win. And yep. then you get a guy like Micah Parsons on his podcast defending Dak Prescott. And Dak said, you know, he appreciates what his teammate is trying to do for him. He's got the platform. Uh, obviously, you appreciate it as a teammate when you know another teammate's sticking up for you. Um, but then the sense of, I guess, comparing my position or us to other teams uh, I've been in, I've been on this organization eight years, going on in, in my eighth year. That whether you f- about it or not, it's not going to stop. Uh, that, that's that's just how it goes. And to me, uh, it's fun. It's fun because when things go our way and when we win this thing, it's going to make it all that much sweeter. And say what you want, we get to go out there and we get to do it. So uh, he can talk all he wants. It's it's Michael. It's going to be sweeter when they win the whole thing. Well, in that, I guess it's pretty sour about now, huh? Well, I, I mean. <laughs> Such an ass sometimes, but I mean, but but th- but but you know what? Words matter, right? He he said when we win it, not if. Oh, when we win it. Oh, okay. Right? W- words matter in his mind. I mean, and that's that's what you need. Um, you know, Dak, who's been around the block, certainly understands how the media works. You know, they was asked if he's ever talked to Mike about you know the way he uses the media and that platform. Yeah, I mean, we've had those talks. That's something that, that makes that locker room honestly close, makes that brotherhood tight. Is yeah, we, we've had those talks, but that doesn't mean that he can't speak his mind. Uh, just because he's speaking his mind doesn't mean that that's getting to him. Uh, just because he's defending somebody or defending this team doesn't mean that that's, he's losing sleep over that. Uh, as I said, he's created a platform, and he's going to use this platform to speak his mind, as each and every one of you guys are doing in y'all's job. Uh, that's on him to do. So, I mean, yeah, as long as that doesn't, Creeping between his ears and he starts believing other people's thoughts, that's fine with me. And so that's our conversations of, yeah, speak, speak, I guess. Uh, you know what I mean? That That's to each its own. Um, but, yeah, just remember who you are and know you are. And that's that's what that brotherhood's about is, is keeping keeping all that in there. You know, I, I wonder about Micah Parsons and his podcast because he's been getting a lot of attention countrywide, you know, around the, across the entire country. And some of that stuff you would think – would bother Jerry and Mike McCarthy. Well, you you would you would certainly think, and, and look, uh, he creates content. So in our business, well, it's great for us. Uh, but as a Cowboy fan, some of it I cringe. Yeah, right. And I I I, I 
I'm not a fan of his podcast, but I'm a fan of his podcast. Does that make <laughs> yeah, sense? Sure it does. Right? But at the same time, you know, this morning, Mike McCarthy, as he's on with Robin Rudy every Friday, brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, and they were having a great conversation yeah, no doubt. this morning. And and the boys asked him if he's a fan of or needs to talk to Micah about said podcast. You know, I had a class back in graduate school back in uh, 1987. It's called Coaching Today's Athlete. Okay. And, and that I, ain't I today's you, athlete. <laughs> yeah, the, text, the textbook we use then is a, a bit different than the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just think it's all part of the world that we live in today. So, right. But I, I do go back to your, the, the beginning of your question is, you know, they're men. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and Micah's a a young young man with you know with a platform and you know but he's he's got a good heart and he, it's coming from the right place so I think that's you know that's part of the internal and external you know uh, focus that you that you always manage and and be aware of and you know in, internally I mean he 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 goes about it the right way I mean he's uh, you know he, I think he's grown so much as a player not just because of his ability but you know what we're asking him to do and the volume of his responsibility has increased each and every year. You know, the way I translate that soundbite, yeah, it bothers us in his podcast. He says some stupid things. But you know what? He's a hell of a football player, and as long as he's a hell of a football player, he can say whatever he wants. So you're saying that the guy that's only on special teams wouldn't be able to do that? No, he wouldn't be. Uh, He he wouldn't be. And, and, you know, to his point, though, I can only imagine the class coaching today's athlete. Yeah, in 1987. Woo! <laughs> right? See, now the difference is Greg Popovich still goes by that book. Uh-huh. And every other coach has moved on to coaching today's athlete. And what I heard is I don't like it, but it's 2023. I can't stop that. And Greg Popovich might be the only one that still goes by those kind of uh, coaching philosophies. They can stop that if it becomes a detriment to the Dallas Cowboys. And and I don't know if it will ever cross that line. I think Micah my, – my problem with Micah on his podcast is just the incessant whining. I mean, he the guy whines yeah, like nobody's business. I, I mean, you hate everybody that whines, no. and even if they're not whining, you think they're whining. Well, this, uh, is Micah not whining? <laughs> he, this dude, has whined more than my than my a baby in a crib. <laughs> uh, oh, my quarterback! Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, my gosh, he, he's Good it's Lord. horrible. He's <laughs> just whining continually on this podcast. I mean, be a man, grow up. Well, yeah, if you got something to say, say it. Don't whine. I just don't like. I I don't see him whining too much. He's defending his quarterback. I I oh, just stop. I I just think at some point you got to realize this is the business that you have chosen. If you can't handle it, then maybe you got to go find something else to do that can handle it. You need to learn how to handle it. The thing I don't like on his podcast is he never seems to want to give other teams credit for getting the best of them. Never. And at some point at the end of the day, whether they're a better team or not in Arizona or uh, definitely better uh, in San Francisco, you got to give those guys credit for kicking your ass. And he never has done that. you got to own it if you're going to go on there and do stuff like that. Well don't, said, man. Don't, lo- proud don't, of you. don't lose a game and say, man, we beat ourselves. <laughs> 
You know, there's reasons and excuses. Write this date down. What is today? The 27th of September, uh, October, whatever. Uh, it is. I mean, it's the same thing I said the first time he said that Just after Arizona. It. I said, said it after something the derogatory about the Cowboys. I always do. You just choose not to hear it. <laughs> the typical Cowboy hater. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Let's go around the league and look at some of the other matchups coming up this weekend on the Blitz. 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Menix on a football Friday. Heading into a should be a pretty interesting NFL weekend, especially, you know, the trade deadline is going to be talked about all weekend and in every game that you're watching this weekend, especially with teams that suck, about could this be Derrick Henry's last game with the Titans? You know, was last night last, Mike Evans' last game with the Buccaneers? Uh, you know, I, I think you're going to hear a lot of that this weekend. And, and then you've got some matchups that make you go, yeah, and nobody's on by, which is weird since you had everybody seemingly on by last week with six. But nobody's on by, but some really interesting matchups in this weekend's NFL uh, schedule. Yeah, no question about it. And it has been such a wacky NFL season, man. I mean, I tell you what, we're, we're just talking about it during the break. You know, we're talking about the Texans game. Playing Carolina at Carolina, uh, the Texans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And you look at that, Carolina's unbeaten. They've got, they're banged up all over the place. And the Texans just look like, I mean, it's easy money, right? Bet the ranch on the Houston Texans. Yeah, you're starting to sound like Rudy J. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, it sounds that way, which gives me a little bit of pause. And you're thinking, well, man, it sounds so easy. It can't be that easy. And so I'm thinking, well, is Carolina going to win this game or at least keep it close and cover? I mean, it's just been a wacky NFL season. And, and I tell you what, it's – uh. I don't know. Well, I mean, and, and, and what trend is going to uh, break? I mean, Carolina is the only NFL team this year without a single cover, right? They're 0-5-1 against the spread. Right. And, but that 3.5. The hook. That, well, that's it. I mean, 2.5. I mean, you know, then you go, all right. Uh, but, but I look at the offensive line of Carolina is awful. And, and Bryce Young gets sacked a lot. And there's a guy that plays for Houston. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Will something or other. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. And he is looking for an opportunity to go kill that quarterback that used to be a a, a pretty good friend of his. Absolutely, and I'm sure they're still friends. Sure. But until the the but you know for three hours until uh, they kick it off Sunday, it's it's gonna I don't know. All it, be with an opportunity to go hit a guy that you've never been able to hit. Yeah, oh, of course. Like that's all. Like I get my mother. I get a chance to get my job. But no, man. It's, it's like I said. It's gonna be a great challenge for us. Uh, yeah. Me and Bryce. That's going to be great, and and I'm sure he's going to love it, and he probably will get to him. I would imagine. I don't think there's any scenario where he doesn't at least sack him once. With the Houston Texans, and you know, we, we were talking about this yesterday with John McClain. They have gotten so close. You know, their pass rush, the you know, but they don't have the sack numbers. Right. I think that changes on Sunday. I think they will live in that Carolina backfield. You know, they change play callers. So you wonder, is that going to be good, bad? Will you notice a difference? But you change play callers during the week. I don't know how much 
you're really going to see a difference maker. And quite frankly, I think the weapons that C.J. Stroud has, uh, you know, and, and what has he got, five straight games with a touchdown pass? Yeah. I, I just yeah. think all of all of that continues. Um, I can't believe I'm on the Texans bandwagon like I am. But, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm not looking. There are some games I'm looking at going, yeah, yeah, these look like a sucker bet, man. Uh-huh. These just look like too good to be true. This is it's Halloween. This is taking candy That's from a baby. That's what I mean. I don't see that with this Houston Carolina game. Well, I mean, think about Bryce Young for a second. You know he's hearing it right now. Sure. Carolina should have taken C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's the better quarterback. He's the man. He's the guy. Don't you think when they get on the field, he's got he's got to have that in his mind. Now you got to have the weapons too, but still. I mean, Bryce Young's going to have a chip on his shoulder Sunday. Sure, but won't CJ? I don't I, I, know. I, well, well, let me. I, I mean, just to, you know, from what you just said, doesn't CJ want to go in there and a couple of birds up to the <laughs> to the brass of Carolina sure, sure. for not making him the number one uh-huh. overall pick? Because there's ego there too. Sure. I mean, first quarterback off the board. You could have had me. Yeah. You, you could have had me. I hope that CJ shows up in Carolina, kind of, kind of like you know, um, you know, going to your ex's wedding and looking better than the bride. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, that's that's got to be his goal too. I don't know, man. We'll see. But that game, and it's probably a game I won't even touch. Well, but it's it's like it just looks too easy, and that gives me pause. Now, here's the thing: you might not touch it. Ain't nobody gonna see it either because that game is on Fox at noon. So is the Cowboys Rams game, and you know damn well in San Antonio, Fox is showing the Dallas Cowboys. Well, and that's the other game. Cowboys are only a six and a half point favorite. Only six and a half. Only six and a half. I mean, think about that. That's a touchdown. That's a touch. Yeah, but the Cowboys score a touchdown and kick the extra point. They're winners. Well, I mean, so I'm just saying that 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 little bit of a. It gives you pause, doesn't it? It looks like an easy pick. I mean, you know, 30-23, I win. Right. If it were seven and a half, I don't know that I'd go near that game. But the thing about the Rams is they have kept games close. Their record's not that great, but they've kept games close, and I think that's got to be what Vegas is thinking. I I don't know, but that's another one. I mean, it kind of looks easy. You look at uh, games like the, the Patriots and the Dolphins, nine and a half. Are you kidding me? Miami at home. I know, but it looks easy. Uh huh. No, it, it's pa- still the Patriots, Patriots got three games worth of scoring last week, so they're going to be back in the <laughs> see, in the dumpster. See, fact, that's it, why it, Vegas it, loves you. If the you. game were in New England, you know, over in Foxborough, maybe. But the game is down in Miami. You know, it's not like the Vikings Packers, right? Uh-huh. You know, Packers aren't playing good football. No. Minnesota coming off of a big win. You know, games at Lambeau. Will there will will there be a letdown for Minnesota? Um, you know, uh, you know, kind of the same with the the Jets and the Giants. Uh, exactly. That's the other one. The Jets a three and a half point favorite. Are you kidding me? I mean, Zach, they don't deserve to be a three and a half point kidding? favorite to anybody. Zach's getting the Tony Romo treatment for taking his girlfriend that apparently is close I to his age. I heard that. Uh, it goes on. He went to Utah. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't. He went home. 
right? I mean, you took pictures in a pumpkin patch. This isn't the same as going it's, it's, to Cabo. It's ridiculous, isn't it? How, how, oh, he goes on vacation in the bye week. Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, it just, it's just weird, man. And I'm sitting here, and you think it's some of these look so easy, and they're just not. And it's been a weird NFL season. I mean, you even look at the Cleveland Browns, Minix, and no Deshaun Watson. Uh, and and you figure they go down. Who the hell are they playing? They're playing the Seattle Seahawks. Right. So you figure Seattle's going to kick their butts. Well, I, I mean, you know, that Cleveland defense tells me they're not going to kick their butt. The question is, can the offense do enough against Seattle's defense? And uh, apparently Deshaun's not going to go again. You know, he, he, you know, can he play? Can he not play? You know, Brady Quinn and the Deshaun apologist, his quarterback coach, were going after it on Twitter, and Brady Quinn just flat destroyed them on on Twitter. And you look at it, Deshaun. You're cleared to play, but you're not. And now, now Deshaun is trying to defend himself. It's just bizarre in Cleveland. I felt during the week that you know I had the opportunity to play. You know, I just didn't have the strength and things like that to be able to go out there and play a full, complete game. So you know, I thought I was ready, wasn't ready. I wouldn't ever want to play. I just, I just worked off for two years to get back to playing. So why wouldn't I want to play? This is what I've been doing since I was six years old. Yeah, I mean, that's great and all, Deshaun. It sounds fantastic, but you kind of sound like that dude. I don't know what. He wore a number two for the San Antonio Spurs. Name was Kawhi Leonard. He faked an injury, didn't play, and then, you know, got traded. I don't know if that's what Deshaun's trying, looking for. But look, dude, guys play hurt all the time. They play hurt all the time. Get your butt in there and, and earn your $250 million. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, 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 and, and again, um, now, that was a really long sentence. I've never heard that from Kawhi. But it is the same scenario, and it's almost like I've been paid. I don't need to try. What I appreciate hearing that from Deshaun is he sounds like the competitor we thought he was and and the guy that we knew from Houston prior to all the stuff going down. I would like to think that he would do everything he can to be out there. But I honestly... You know, the 18-month layoff or whatever it was, like, did you forget how to play quarterback? What you're seeing in Cleveland is not the same guy that was playing in Houston, and it's not like he had a devastating injury that he's trying to work back from. The guy just wasn't allowed to play because of suspension. Uh, it, it is crazy to look at the play, just the straight quarterback play. And go, what happened to it? It's almost like, dude, you got paid and you don't give a damn anymore. That's kind of what it seems like. I don't know if, and you look, I, and I said, I thought Deshaun Watson, I thought Cleveland was a dark horse, and they still are. I mean, they're right in the thick of things uh, in their division, but Watson's got to play. And I know P.J. Walker's been playing great. He's He's been getting the job. I wouldn't say playing great. That's a misstatement. But he's been doing playing enough. Playing great for a quarterback at his right. level. He, he's, he's been he's doing. playing above expectation. Exactly right. And that defense has been carrying that football team. Yeah. Right? So that that's the deal. But Deshaun Watson, that Cleveland took a shot at you when nobody else would. And gave you the money that you wanted, pissed off every other owner in the National Football League by giving you a fully guaranteed contract, and you got to go play football, man, and you got to go play football at a high level. And I just don't know. If he's hurt, he's hurt, I guess, I get it, but 
It, dude, you got to get in there. People play hurt every Sunday. Yeah, they they do. Some of the other games this weekend that could be interesting: Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. Wow. You know, Pittsburgh is four and two, and you wonder how because they're not a very good football team. Well, defensively, they are. They're sitting there at at four and two. Jacksonville, and this will be Trevor Lawrence's first ever trip to uh, whatever they call that field. I'll call it Heinz. It used um, to be Heinz. I don't um, know what it is. You now. know, but uh, you know, dealing with the terrible towels and and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, if, if Jacksonville goes in there and gets a win, that that's going to be big for them. Pittsburgh needs it just to keep up with Baltimore, right, right. who's been playing great. And Baltimore, uh, you know, their game this week. Um, should be looks like a cakewalk it's against arizona yeah exactly i mean it looks like a, a cakewalk right so best game of the weekend's got to be cincinnati san francisco does it not well you know and i like cincy to cover in this one and depending on who quarterbacks this team um what's well, going to be sam darnold it looks like yeah well i mean i mean brock purdy's in concussion protocol so right. he could get cleared on saturday he could he could you know, it's not like an ankle but could San Francisco lose three straight? Wow! And the way Cincinnati's been playing, you know, now that Joe Burrow is healthy, um, and coming off a bye week, and coming off a bye, I, I like I like Cincinnati in this game. Wow! Now, do you like Cincinnati to win the game or just cover? Uh, you know, I, I yeah, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> lines at four and a half. Wow! I like the cover for sure. I think Man. that's going to be a tight game. I'm not going to be surprised if Cincinnati gets an outright win, but I do think they get the cover. I just think San Francisco is one of those teams that they're much better at home than they are on the road. Now, am I, am I confident enough to lay four and a half? I don't know. But i got to figure they've been embarrassed two weeks in a row, right? I mean, they were – I say embarrassed. They should have beaten Cleveland. The guy misses a field goal. But then they go into Monday night – or uh, was it was Monday night. So they're coming on a short week as well uh, and lose to Minnesota and didn't look very good doing it. You know, I, I, again, if they go Sam Darnold, how ready is he? And, I'm sure he's fine. And and uh, with, with that offense, no Debo. Christian McCaffrey's still not close yeah. to 100%. Um, I know, don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I, I just, in the way Cincinnati's been playing, you know, J- Jamar Chase is still open, right? Sure. He, he's, he's, he's open. And they're going to be able to do some stuff. And Cincinnati's defense is pretty good. So, uh, like I said, I, I, you know, I, I like Cincinnati in in that game. I don't know about to win, but to cover. I like that game because both of those teams need a win. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati's going to fall off the off the face of that division if they don't get the win. And hey, if San Francisco loses. Guess what? The Seahawks are on top of that division if they take care of business uh, at home on Sunday as well. You so. look at some of the other games, Chiefs and Broncos. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. But you know what? Every, everything that I've read, people, these so-called experts, <laughs> like the Denver Broncos. I mean, Kansas City's not blowing anybody out this year. I, You know, I that's what I'm talking about, man. My My head is all over the place. When it comes to this kind what's, of stuff. What's the line in that one for Kansas City? Uh, let's see. I'm looking it's, at it right it's here. Under, it's seven and a half. Yeah, take that. You know, Kansas City's going to win that game you by 10. You think so? It's yeah. on the road. They're going to win that game by 10. See, that's why Vegas loves you, man. Uh-huh. They do. That's why they've got that big. They've got a wing there, right, at the uh, Bellagio the, with your name on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> the Jason Minix wing. No. No. Not at the Bellagio. Oh, but at other places, yes. Well, no, I like staying at the Bellagio. Um, 
but but I haven't lost enough to build anything at the Bellagio. Well, I've lost maybe, enough. Maybe maybe Park. Uh, maybe I've, Park MGM. I've lost a lot at the Bellagio, but I mean, it's you, still not you know, enough there, to have my own wing. There's a urinal there that you could probably account <laughs> no, for. No, it's the cake it, it, inside. It, it, it's the marble urinal. It's got. You know. It's a cake with my face on it. Oh, people would love that. Hey, dude, somebody tell that to Nick Trey in our promotions department. <laughs> That's what we need to get. Some people say, hey, man, you guys do T-shirts anymore? No, nah, man, but we're going to get Rhinagle urinal cakes. <laughs> people would love that, I'm sure. Dude, we'll put those up at the Roo Pub. <laughs> dude, there'd be more people getting up to take a leak than ever before. Give me another beer. Yeah, that's a great promotion, Chip. You should do that. I mean, you sell uh, more beer than you know what to do with. Yeah, I just want a bar stool there with my <laughs> name on it. You want a damn urinal cake. Hey, why not? Any publicity is good publicity, right? I go to the Jerry Jones School. What the hell was that? <laughs> that was either a big airplane yes, yes. or a giant uh, a big old airplane. You Velociraptor. Remember, we were they are. over at Gus in one of those massive, what is that, a C5? Pterodactyl. Oh, yeah, pterodactyl. The, the shadow is. that just went over the stadium. I thought we were about to end. Dude, I'm I, telling I, you, that was like, a, like wings dude, flying. It got dark here for a quick second. Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Oh, We're talking man. urinal cakes, and the world just about ended. That did just about did. <laughs> so that's what it's going to be like one day, man. It just all gets dark, and you're done. Right, that's it. That's all there. That's all there is. We just got a preview. Uh huh. <laughs> well, have a great football weekend, everybody. It should be a lot of fun, and it's crazy. That's what makes the NFL the king of kings, because uh, in the world of sports, because of that. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what you did last week. You can come right back and look fantastic this week. It's the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. I saw somebody comment on our YouTube channel about UTSA's athletic fee vote getting shot down, blown out, lost in a landslide today. It was like 49ers kicking the Cowboys' ass. They say no to those increased fees. We'll dive into that next here on the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minnick. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jay Semenix. On this football Friday out of Gus, where tonight we got Jay and Taft as our high school game of the week, energized by Hill Electric and Frost Bank. Should be a good one. Yeah, I would assume it would be, and I can't believe this is the second to last week of the regular season. It's crazy, isn't it? Dude, that's nuts. It, it's, I, I mean, this is how it goes. I mean, wow. it's... Uh, um, the, the, I know it's how it goes, Minix. It just goes by quick. You know, the baseball season doesn't go by this fast. Yeah. The basketball season doesn't go by this fast. The hockey season doesn't go by this fast. 82 regular season games Jeez. versus 10. Exactly. I, I mean, that's, uh, you know, at the high school level, college is around 12, the NFL 17. Well, see, uh, college is on the backside of their schedule. Yeah. I mean, well, in the pros, we're about the halfway point. You know, you, you look at, at um, 
at, at like the college season. Yeah. And, and let's talk about it. You just you know mentioned that Sports Center UTSA suffered a loss. Let's do yes. the headline blitz. This is Jason and Joe's headline blitz. Two guys, two opinions, never enough time. A UTSA did not lose in a sport. They lost at the uh, ballot box. In all sports. And uh, well, and, and you look at this. Um, UTSA was trying to raise the athletic fees, and they put it on uh, up for a vote the week that they're voting for all the homecoming festivity stuff. And you could look at strategy and say, was that smart or not? Do you do it after football? Maybe, you know, a vote at the beginning of the spring semester after another conference championship. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but they lose, and, and they lose badly, 70% to 30%. Uh, 5,900 students or so voted, 4,168 of those against, only 1,734. And Lisa Campos put out a statement essentially saying, this isn't a vote against athletics. It's more of a vote against the rising cost, the expense of college to begin with. And, you know, here's a lot more money being added on. And not every student gives a damn about sports, right? And, uh, but they give a damn about what they are paying for at the university. Look, the, the student body stepped up big time when this first came out because they voted to raise the athletic fee or some kind of fee to fund the whole thing at the very beginning. And, and I thought that that was, that was fantastic. But you can't go back to the student body every time. I get that the athletic department needs money. I understand that. And But you, you got to figure out a different way because you're absolutely right. Look, you sent a kid through college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sent a couple through college. <laughs> and it's expensive as hell. Uh-huh. All right? And, and so and you, you're talking about minor stuff, what, 25 bucks or whatever it was. I, I'm not sure how much it would have gone up. Per semester hour. Per semester so, hour. So if you're with a cap at 12. Yeah. Right? So And then it increases over the next five years. So five years from now, you're looking at 600 additional dollars. Yeah. And, and so it's crazy. I, I, I just look at this. What Talking to a couple of people about this, including one who is a current student, they didn't do enough on campus to try to encourage the vote. His impression was they were hoping that there would be low voter turnout, more and more people voting for homecoming king and queen, and those that are big into the athletic support. Then there was an issue with band, and they went to Sosa. And and from what I understand, uh, Lisa Campos did not have a very good uh, outing in front of the band, who was also going to benefit from this. Um, and, and and so, and then you've got you got band type saying you want us to pay more for the jocks, right? I I think you know did they do anything at you know the fine arts department, engineering, where it might not be big in athletics to get the vote out. I I just yeah I don't want to say they fumbled on this, but I think it is a a pretty impressive statement by the students that. College is already expensive enough. Now you want more for something that benefits very few. Well, not uh, on an individual uh, basis. On an individual Football basis, Football is yes. the front porch to the university. And athletics, it, it, it that puts the university out front. So I'm, I'm always a big proponent for that. That puts that school on the map regardless. And I think students overall – 
appreciate when a team like UTSA, the football program, does so well, gets the the compliments and the the uh, you know the flowers that they get, and I think it's fantastic. But I mean, to go back to the student body, and this is a very small percentage of that student body. I don't yep. know how many students are on that campus. Over twenty thousand. So you're talking over. only six thousand voted. But I don't know if it would have turned out any different, Menix. And and I'll I'll be honest with you, they've got to figure out a way without going to the student body what's in it for the student body i mean honestly what is in it for them other than having sports programs that can compete on a national level um but you're only there for a short time well and and it's just it's not right it's not fair to those students to have to pay and their parents for that matter or however they're doing if there's you know going to have student loans hung around their neck for the next you know 15 years well and and look college college is expensive we we all know that it's outrageous now i know like at utsa i believe all the students get into the athletic events for free and the student section at the alamo dome has been fantastic. Yes. But it's a small percentage of students that are actually going to the games. Mm-hmm. I believe at like A&M, UT, places like that, not every student can get a free ticket. There, there's a bit of a lottery. I know that's how it is for my kid right now at Arizona State. And then I look at the game and go, well, everybody could have gone there. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, but Lisa Campos, shortly after the uh, results were announced, sent a letter to uh, supporters saying, as you may know, we held uh, a vote, blah, blah, blah. Although the vote was not what we hoped for, we received incredible, valuable feedback, blah, blah, blah. Your support is critical component to the success of both UTSA and the athletic program. So immediately, all right, we didn't get the money we were hoping for from this. Now let's reach back out to all the supporters and see if we can generate some donations uh, that way. Because um, And I'm sure they're going to get some donations. Yeah. They will. They'll get stuff. Because, look, but you wonder how, how much that is stretched thin. I mean, you look at somebody like April Lancera who busts her butt for that university. It raises money and has helped with the NIL. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing. I mean, you're you're talking to people outside having to donate money for NIL for to pay students and now you want them now you need it for facilities. Now you need it for this. Now you need it for everything else. And that's to me again part of the problem. Again, students student athletes getting paid is one thing. But Everything is falling on the community. Everything. Well, And it's difficult. And if you're a college student and now you're looking at raising athletic fees, knowing that the players are getting NIL money, yep. and in some cases pretty decent money, uh-huh. uh, that that's a, another strike for the students, especially the students that don't really care about the athletics. And there is a big percentage of students that sure. may or may not go to – uh, a football game, basketball game, baseball game. I mean, because it's it's it goes for everybody, and that's. I mean, it, it's a it's a wake up call for uh, the athletic department, I think, in a, in a lot of ways. But also, just I mean, we knew they were they were putting something up for vote. Then we didn't hear anything about Nothing. it until now. Nothing. And and I and I I I look at the UTSA marketing problem as a whole. Like, there's a game tomorrow. How many commercials have you seen or heard about getting tickets for the game tomorrow? Haven't None. heard a thing. Zero. And and you know, did they do enough on campus to try to earn a yes vote to raise those fees? And t- talking to a couple of people that are current students there today, uh, the answer is no. They did not. And, you know, 
I mean, that's a problem. I don't know if they would have had a full-out campaign on campus every day, banging the drum, saying this, we need this for this. This is what it's going to go for. All of that. I'm not. I'm still not sure it would have passed. Look, I think, and this is just my opinion. I think they've made a lot of mistakes. I think, and I'm a little biased, but I think what they're doing media-wise is falling extremely short. Yep. Because you can't drive around this town and hear a football game, and and. That goes beyond well, it. And, That's just and, me and, saying and, it. But, I mean, and, and you you're making mistakes. Get the product out there. And you don't see or hear commercials. Uh, I know they, they they did commercials for the UAB game, and they had a, a, a well-attended game. Uh-huh. Nothing for tomorrow's game against East Carolina. By the way, they play East Carolina tomorrow at 2.30. Uh, <laughs> it's I, homecoming. I, I, I mean, I, I just look at, at, at some of what they do versus – Others, I, I mean, I I, I I got some digital ads today for the Spurs game tonight. Do you think the Spurs need to spend money? No, to but not they at all. are. But they are. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I I but I don't I don't get that for UTSA. Um, you, you know what I mean? It's it's. Uh, uh, it, it, I, there's some things over there they've got to look at, and some things that have have it, 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 people need to be held accountable. Quite frankly, I mean there is no no doubt in my mind. Even though this football program is is in its infancy still, and that's a problem too, money wise, because you don't have the sixty seventy year old millionaires that went to your school back in the day that are donating money. That will happen over time, but that doesn't help them right now. But there are a lot of things over there that, in in my humble opinion, are not being done correctly that could be changed immediately that would help that program. When you think about what you just said, the the donor, I mean, UTSA's average graduate their alumni groups probably in their 40s right mm, uh, sure most of the big donor types at major universities are guys in their 60s exactly. or 70s Absolutely. or 80s so they don't have the 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 older gazillionaire guy That's that exactly just wants right. to write checks. Yet. Yeah. So they will get there over time. They're just not there yet. And that's part of being a young program. But today um, you know, this is a loss that that is in the Lisa Compost ledger, and it's not a good one. No, it's not a good one, and there's a lot of those in that ledger, and and I'm not putting all the blame on her, but I mean, a lot of it has to go there, and and again, just some of the mistakes that they have made uh, that could be corrected immediately to just get the word out. Well, just tell the city of San Antonio. You know, you want them to show up at the dome, but you don't let them know there's a game, and some people aren't following it every day like we are. Uh, you know, they're they're like, oh, there's a game today. Oh, how about that? That would have been fun to do, but guess what? We made other plans. Well, and and then you look at you sit there, and you, the other part of that too is is uh, uh, I thought it was a bold ask to begin with. Uh, so I give Lisa Campos credit for swinging for the fences. But at the same time, did they do enough on campus to try to get the yes vote? And from what I understand, the answer is no. Well, um, it, it's uh, 
and it's unfortunate. I'm not sure it, what you could do, uh, to be quite honest with you, unless you're promising every – you know, a ticket to the game is nice. You donate money, I, you get a free ticket. I but, I mean, not everybody's going to take advantage of that. Yeah. And there's certainly not 20,000 seats there for every student on that campus if they all wanted to go there. Are you there. kidding? Have you been in the Dome? There's 20,000 seats not available. Not in the too. student section yeah, there, I is mean, it? Raise uh, up or down. <laughs> I mean, they, they, there's plenty of room for every student to bring a friend and go to a game in the Alamo Dome. Not for free. Uh, for free. No. We'll bust them all down there. I mean, you go to a college campus, you can probably get a yes vote with a little chart. Here's what we need from you. This is where the money's going, and here's your T-shirt. Do we get your vote? Yep, you got it. Let's go. I just don't think so. I mean, college kids will do anything for a free T-shirt and pizza. Well, sure, but with their parents who are scratching the checks, uh, another 600 bucks yeah, but, on top but of the, the thousands parents are, the parents aren't voting. The kids are. Uh, just saying. It's the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. A&M back in action. After the bye week, we'll talk about it with Andrew Monaco. He joins us next here on The Blitz on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Monday on r r in the morning at 7 a.m. We'll be joined by ESPN NFL insider that covers the Cowboys, Todd Archer, to react to the Rams versus the Cowboys. We'll talk about the game itself and how did the Spurs fare over the weekend versus the Rockets and the Clippers. And then at 9 a.m. we're joined by your football head coach at UTSA, Coach Jeff Trailer. Now back to the Blitz. Jason, it's Free Toe Pie Friday out at Gustafson. I know you get it. Yes, I am. In fact, Rudy, when you get to the stadium, just stop at the concessions, get the Free Toe Pie, and head on up to the press box. Well, you can't, you can't have it if it's uh, already halfway through the first quarter. I assume after last <laughs> week, he's going to get here on time. He probably will be early. It is the Blitz on one at San Antonio Sports Star. And that promo tells me he actually knows what stadium <laughs> to show go. up this weekend like last week. I love He's you, Rudy. Joe. I'm Jason. Andrew Monaco joining us now uh, on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Andrew, have you ever showed up for a game at the wrong stadium? <laughs> no. No, but, you... but while, while driving there, I had the thought, is this a home game or is the team away? <laughs> I've had that thought. <laughs> uh-huh. Have you ever showed up for a broadcast late? No. Uh, no. My fault or like a team's fault? Like we had plane issues uh, uh, in hockey, and we would show up late, but not for me, no. 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 Fortunately, no. Uh, poor Rudy J. last week. We were out in Bernie. And y- you'll appreciate this because Bernie has not updated their press box, I don't know, since oh they built goodness. it in the 50s. The 70s, I yeah. mean, no no elevator, no restroom, so you're walking up. And, and, and we were doing Champion, yet it's at the Bernie ISD Stadium, which is on the campus of Bernie. And three times last week, Rudy was like, all right, where are we going? And, and we started 30 <laughs> minutes earlier than we normally do. Well, Rudy went to Champion High School where there is no stadium except Bernie. And uh, so he got there. I can't remember if he saw kickoff or not, to be honest with you. But we started at 6.30 instead of 7. And, uh, yeah, so we went to the wrong place, and he was late. <laughs> and, wow. And, that is, that is, isn't that the type of nightmare that we have as broadcasters? Well, but then we he real- wake up from that. Then, then he realized, man, that uh, there was no bathroom up there, and uh, and the oh, bathroom, the oh. bathroom, the bathroom at Bernie, and, and those that go to a lot of stadiums understand what I'm saying here. You know, normally the the restrooms are underneath the the home or or the stands, not on either side. 
Not the case in Bernie, because uh, they're so old they've been condemned. They built this great bathroom complex that's uh, on the in the end zone. So you think about the the football field, then the space for where you know behind the football field, behind the end zone, then the track, then there was a fence, then there was a a lovely building which had a wonderful restroom, but it was. You know, a good 150 yards away after you went down 35 rows of stairs with no elevator. So my man Rudy J had a really rough last Friday night. Well, not only that, Monaco, okay. but I normally go to the bathroom about 10 times during a four-hour broadcast. Ten. Dude, I didn't go yeah. once. I didn't go once. Are you kidding really? me? I had really? to not drink water. Yeah. I had to unhydrate myself well yeah no last week last week was brutal um uh last week was brutal Our, my stat guy john robbins just sent me a text uh rudy's arrival was at 652 because john and i forgot this took video of rudy realizing there was no elevator coming up the stairs and trying to get in the booth in the middle of the pregame show it was fantastic uh, andrew oh my god Just- this is every nightmare put into one. <laughs> I mean, it is put into one. Oh, my gosh. So, basically, you just had everybody in, who wants to get in the business saying, nah, I'm not getting into broadcasting. I'm not, uh, not I, 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 I mean, you, you, you go early. Uh, you, you, you know, you make sure everything works, you know, you get there early or some downtime I mean, people don't realize, like I get to, I got to Gus today. I get to a stadium every Friday at noon and I've got a wonderful little, uh, uh like tuna star kissed lunch pack thing. That's, <laughs> you know, not bad, but tuna and crackers. I mean, there's nothing glamorous here until the concession stand opens, but you know, it, it's, I'd rather do that than get stuck in traffic. You know, it's you know, like, I'll get there 15 minutes early. Uh, it, it doesn't work that oh, way. See, Monica doesn't have that problem because he goes in that swanky A&M press box where there's probably filet mignon and mashed potatoes and, you know, yeah, all of that kind of good station. stuff. It's wings. Wings. <laughs> it, 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 it's wings from, uh, yeah, you know, but, but again, though, I mean, you get there early, you probably have a good parking spot, but yeah, yeah. you, you, yeah. you gotta, gotta yeah. make sure everything is set up the way you like it to be set up. And yeah. then you BS with yeah. people. That that's part of the routine. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And then on the road, on the road, we get police escorts, so we know yeah, we're nice. going to. Well, look, look. If if we're not going to the right stadium, we're getting there in good time. So that's, <laughs> not, that's not a bad thing. Hey, 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 Joe. Let's let's be honest, Joe. What 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 Jason was just talking about was basically you looking at the tunnel, hoping Sean Elliott would make it for your hit, right? Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Elliott would walk out there with about thirty seconds to spare, and I'm like, what am I going to do? Uh, you know, when they throw it to me, <laughs> so, you but, know how that is, Andrew. But Joe, but Joe, he nails it every every single time. time. The guy is a pro like nobody else is. The guy is fantastic. I've, I've never worked with anyone like him, Joe. Never. Uh, he's, ever, he, ever. Is, he is absolutely the best. No question about yes. it. Sean Elliott. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Andrew Monaco. Great segment, guys. We'll, we'll yeah, talk to you next week when A&M yeah, takes on Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, go ice. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, isn't that what everybody's kind of thinking about this week's game against South Carolina? Oh, you got to take care of this one. You know what I mean? Like you have to. Uh, you come off the bye week, and you got it. You got to get right. The big picture is five games left. The very small picture is you, you've got to take care of business against South Carolina. And 
look, South Carolina, look, please look past the record. I think Spencer Rattler is the best quarterback in the SEC. Now, if Xavier Legat plays, he's the best receiver. If he doesn't, that's an absolute break. But, yeah, uh, five games left. There's still a lot of things ahead of this team, but they've got to get right. And I think more than anything, they've got to get consistent on both sides of the ball. Andrew, what uh, what took place over the bye week? What does uh, Jimbo do with his team uh, when it comes to a bye week like that? Joe, uh, three days of practice, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they are gone. And, and I asked Jimbo about that. You'll hear that in the pregame tomorrow. You need that, you need that time for yourself, uh, especially for some of the younger players. But you know what? I think even the older uh, – the, the leaders and the, and the mature players, I think, understand you take that time for yourself. You see the you see the family and you and you just get away and you come back with that focus. I, I always joke with Jimbo about this, Joe. I say bye week is not off week because you get with the recruits, you get a chance to get out on the road and see that. And you know what? There's also evaluation of your program. Now they do it every week, but here's a chance of that evaluation. And the three days of practice is a little more uh, like a um, almost a continuation of camp. You can do some fundamental stuff. But you can also introduce, hey, this is what we're going to see, not just this next Saturday against South Carolina, but you can introduce a little of what Ole Miss will show you, a little bit of what Mississippi State, Abilene Christian, LSU, so you're familiar going into that week. It's a busy week. You're just not playing on a, on a Saturday, and it's so much about uh, more than just football ops. But uh, players, three days of practice, and then Monday was right back into a, a game week. As for the coaches, they certainly got out on the road and get a chance to see some recruits. Andrew Monaco, the voice of the Aggies, joining us here on the Blitz. Aggies, South Carolina, tomorrow morning, pregame at 10. Another early Kicked morning off for you, at 11 here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Start. You mentioned Spencer Rattler. And, you know, you, you think about a quarterback of, of his fame level, if you will, bouncing around a little bit, but at the same time, I watched him play against Georgia. I thought they would beat Georgia the way he played in that game. But they don't have a run game, and their right. defense is awful. And, you know, <laughs> you're going to be able to throw against that South Carolina defense. Yeah, they give up They give up a lot of yards through the air. And what's good timing for Texas A&M, and, and Jimbo said this Monday, he's going to have all three of his receivers a full go on Saturday. He's not had Noah Thomas and Aya Smith and Evan Stewart healthy uh, since week number one, and, and that will be great for Max Johnson. Now this offensive line has to protect Max Johnson. That's for sure. The other thing is I really think it's, this becomes another line of scrimmage game because 30 times Rattler's been sacked. They have nearly 60 negative plays, Jason, just what you were talking about. They've had so many good runners in the past. It's weird to see South Carolina not have that run game. But I'm telling you, if, if you have to put the ball in anybody's hands in this conference, they've got Spencer Rattler. They can do that. Now, they're also down a, a really good wide receiver in Juice Wells. That hurts. They have a great tight end, though, in Trey Knox. I, I thought we were done with him after he was at Arkansas, but he transfers to South Carolina. Two things that jump out at me. The lines and the defensive line's been great for A&M. The other thing, talking with the folks at South Carolina, what's really hurt them on defense and those passing yards is over the middle. Anaya Smith is the Aggie slot guy. Can he have that big game? Is he the one that Max Johnson gets over the middle for a bunch of yards? And you know when Anias gets the ball in his hands and it's an open field, it's almost like it's a, a punt returner. It's the same type of skills. 
can he make people miss and get in the end zone? Yeah, bottom line, Andrew, is that, look, the Aggies got to come out from the from the get-go, take care of business, don't take this team for granted, get off to a fast start, and then just go from there. I mean, is that an accurate assessment? Yeah. Yeah, and, and Joe, honestly, the starts have been good. Where they've really struggled of late is the second halves, where yeah. they had good situations. Um, but I agree. You know what? Uh, Jimbo talked earlier in the year about the lulls in the offense. And there have been too many, especially in the last two weeks. Again, leaving some plays out there. But I agree with that. You've you got to set the t- you got to impose your will. And, and Joe, you know that's what football is. <laughs> it's imposing your will on the other team. I always say this. I don't think South Carolina's – well, I, I take it back. I take it back. They've seen Georgia. Georgia's defensive line is right there with anybody. Alabama, Tennessee. But Texas A&M gives you something – and, and with, a, with an offensive line of South Carolina where they're moving guys all around, their center is going to play his third game after coming from guard. They're swapping guys left and right on that line. Can you deal with McKinley Jackson? The Aggies will have Walter Nolan back after that injury that he had at Tennessee. Can you control Shamar Turner? Can you control Fadil Diggs? And if that front four is playing well, then Edgerin Cooper just continues to have the season he's having, and he is back and healthy after missing that second half at Tennessee. Andrew Monica, the voice of the Aggies here on the Blitz. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned struggles in the second half. In my mind, uh, that's a team that just isn't tough enough to go four quarters. But there was an article a couple of weeks ago after the Tennessee game. It was in Outkick, so take it for what it, what it is. But you know, there there was an article talking about. And forgive me, Andrew, but I'm sure you saw this. Fart fatigue. Something about the <laughs> diet that the nutritionist had the Aggies on creating a gassy problem, and, and that leads to fatigue. One, I'm sure you heard about the story. What was the reaction to that story in uh, College Station? It's, it's weird because everybody got away, so you couldn't get the reaction. There was no Monday media availability. Well, did it smell better around the building? <laughs> Sure. Let's go with that. Yes. Let's, let's go with that. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 but it, but honestly, it, I I, it, I know it's it's funny. It's it, you can laugh at it. Is there some truth to that? Is there a gas problem in College Station because of the diet? And could there be fart fatigue in the fourth quarter? Was it a problem against Arkansas when they dominated the Razorbacks or Auburn or they still had a shot against Al? I don't, I don't know. You know, again, Outkick, I've got a ton of respect for Outkick and what Clay <laughs> Travis does. I know he's also a, a Tennessee fan, so, you know, you get, you get into that. But, no, I, I put absolutely nothing into that. But, but, you know what? After this being one of the most entertaining segments I've ever done, we now have like a Blazing Saddles reference. You well, know what I mean? It's like this is, this is a campfire scene in Blazing Saddles. All right. I, I mean, you are the guy to ask this question to. Is it sometimes why? difficult? Wait, wait, oh, why oh, 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 oh. the guy? Uh, oh, well, because you're the intrepid reporter that's on buses and on airplanes with these guys. Is it sometimes a little hard to breathe on those plane rides to, I don't know, Knoxville? No, 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 it's not. Wow. This, this one, this one, this one started and it just continued. I, 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 
I have a tear coming out of my eyes now, guys. Well, this do you have tears so... coming out of your eyes on the plane sometimes because it's hard to breathe? We've got to get to the bottom of this. See, Andrew's not going to throw his guys under the bus like that. He's not. And no skid marks anywhere from Andrew Monaco. Of course Monica. not. I mean, he's got a mask he can wear. He's all right. <laughs> you know what? I have to talk for a living, and I'm speechless. Now. <laughs> uh-huh. Will you work in fart fatigue in the broadcast tomorrow? <laughs> oh, I, I can promise you, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how we'll see how the Aggies do in the fourth quarter, Andrew. That'll be the tale. Oh, you guys are priceless, you know that? Absolutely priceless. (laughs) The Aggies against South Carolina tomorrow morning at 10, kickoff at 11 here on 94.1, brought to you by Ewald Kubota, Just Pots, ABC Home and Commercial Services, and the Angry Elephant there at 281 in Redland Road. Andrew, uh, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Have a great call. (laughs) I don't don't think it's going to – anything I do today is not going to top this. Guys, have a great weekend. Appreciate the great Andrew Monaco on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com. And off Smith and left guard, 35, 40-yard line, right on the mark. Oh, that should do it. Eclipsed Walter Payton as the NFL's all-time rushing leader. And somewhere, sweetness is smiling. Happy anniversary, Emmett Smith. Great call by Brad Sham, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys, as Emmett Smith passed Walter Payton to become the NFL's all-time leading rusher on this date. Back in 2002, Emmett has now held the record longer than his predecessor. Absolutely. That is unbelievable. That was a great call by Brad Sham, and I remember that day. I mean, Emmett Smith was just uh, one of a kind. He was one of a kind, and and I'll never forget that day because I was there accidentally. Well, not accidentally. (laughs) Um, It's the only NFL game that... My father and I ever went to together because uh, he passed shortly thereafter. But they were playing the Seattle Seahawks. And, uh, you know, uh, Awesome Bob wanted to go to a game at the old Texas Stadium. So we got the tickets. We go up to the game. And it happened to be that game. Nice. And it was it was incredible to to be there. I remember I, I still it's hanging in my office now at home. I framed the the Dallas Morning News and the ticket stub. And nice, it, you know it's still up there because that's I history. Mean, it, it, it was history. And you think about Emmett Smith. No doubt he is the guy, right? And sure. And, and I go back to you know we're fortunate in our jobs to to get to know Emmett. Yep, and yep. you know it, it's interesting because the Cowboys run game this year hasn't been what we expected it to be. No. When you think about all right, Mike McCarthy, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. Tony Pollard's the guy now. And the run game hasn't been what it is. And you hear Mike McCarthy and he talks and Mike McCarthy is like 
Well, you know, the wrong guy. I mean, yeah, I, you know, listen to the guy making excuses for Tony Pollard. Six games, you know, I, I think those things all, I think players of Tony's caliber, um, you know, it, 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 the cream will come to the top. You know, I, I, I do believe that. And I think, but also just stating the obvious, I think he's, you know, he's the featured player there. You know, it's, you know, we're, you know, last three years it was him and Zeke. Uh, so, you know, I just think job responsibility, you know, the brightness of the light, you know, focused on him, all those things play into that. Well, they do. And, and I mean, let's, let's look at this thing. Is this all Tony Pollard's fault? I mean, those guys, those big, ugly dudes up front, they have to open up some holes. Um, I mean, I don't think it's all Tony Pollard's fault. Well, I mean, I mean it's easy to lay the blame at Pollard's fault or at Pollard's feet, but, I mean. Well, there, well there, there's a lot that does go into it, and, and, and you're right. Uh, but some of it is you heard Mike McCarthy use the term, he is the featured back now. Well, feature him then. Well, uh, again, he is the he is the number one guy. Before he was the number two guy, and he would come in and he ran extremely well, better yards per average than Zeke, who was the sure. featured guy. Right. Well, Emmett Smith is the featured guy and was for many years. He's the NFL's all-time leading rusher. Mm-hmm. You go back to something that Emmett Smith told you and I on Super Bowl Radio Row when it was clear that Zeke was done in Dallas and the keys to the car were going to be given to Tony Pollard. You don't know what it's like to be the number one. Being the number one means that everybody on the opposing team and every coaching staff is preparing for the number one. Mm -hmm. They look at that tape right now, this offseason, of every number one player that they got to go up against. And they're breaking it down, trying to study his strengths and his weaknesses. So when the season rolls around, the number one guy is already prepared for it. The scheme is set up to stop the number one guy. So when your number two step in and he makes a big run, oh, you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Until the number two guy becomes the number one guy, now they prepare for him. They be like, what happened? <laughs> oh, he getting beat up. You cannot have it both ways. This is the problem with America. Everybody want to have it their way. This is not damn Burger King. <laughs> you cannot have it your way. You got to have it one way or the other. And you got to learn how to deal with these things. Uh, it, it's it's great. And he's right. And Emmett could get it done. But keep in mind, when Emmett ran, he ran behind a pretty good uh, offensive line. Did he not? He did. He did. Let me just give you some stats on Tony Pollard okay. and why I think Mike McCarthy needs to help this young man out a little bit. All right? Against the Giants uh, to open the season, Pollard carried the ball 14 times for 70 yards. Against the Jets, 25 times for 72 yards. Cardinals, 23 times for 122. The last three games, Patriots 11, 49ers 8, Chargers 15. Run the man. Let him carry the football. Get a rhythm. He's not getting it. When he's carrying the football, he's productive. You know, you look at those last three games, and... The one game they had the big lead, got them to rest. The Patriots game, I give them that. The San Francisco game, too many three and outs. They never had an opportunity, and then they were behind, and they had to start throwing. Last week, or the Charger game before the bye, should have been featured a lot more. And I'm with you. If you're going to make him the guy, make him the guy. You can't tell me, Mike McCarthy, you want to be a run-first team, and then you don't run the ball. Uh, they've got to have that commitment to running, which is what we were told they were going to be. Jerry Jones goes on 105.3, the fan, this morning and says, well, you know what? 
I mean, you've been looking for something to blame Dak on. Jerry kind of does. If they're throwing the ball better, that means they're going to be able to run the ball better. They play a part, but I think you've got to go over and give the passing game some of the responsibility. Uh, You've got to get them off of you. Uh, to just use a generic uh, illustration, but you've got to back them off. And so you've got to be able to uh, threaten them in the passing game. Uh, In addition to that, you've got to have flexibility in there. We really thought we could run inside against uh, the Chargers, and uh, we didn't. And so uh, we adjusted. And, uh, of course, Dak did a a great job for us with his legs out there. That was uh, probably some adjustment there and to to be tried about it. But uh, bottom line is uh, I think that as a team, you need to be prepared to adjust for what the other team puts up there. And uh, the ones that do it well in this league uh, seem to uh, be really thriving. That mobile quarterback uh, has added a dimension that might not have been as prevalent 10 years ago. Uh, that's a good way to uh, make adjustments between plays almost as the game goes along. I would say adjusting and uh, being able to be flexible as to what you had planned on your game plan would be the best thing you could do to help your run. Well, let's see. That seems like a shot at Mike McCarthy there at the end. Yeah. Being flexible on your game plan, uh, that's one thing. I always thought it was the run game helped the passing game. I didn't know it was the other way around. I, I, that's the first time I'm hearing about that. Pass game opens up the run, run game up. I mean. So, well, so just going by what Jerry said there, they thought they were going to be able to run the ball against the Chargers. Obviously, the Chargers wanted to stop the run. Why is that, Jason? Because they didn't think Dak Prescott could beat them. No. You stop the run the Cowboys can't throw the football and you and you win sure or they know they're trying to run inside and they didn't and they figured they had a plan like Emmett Smith to stop a guy like Tony Pollard and and you know the offensive line hasn't been playing at the level many of us expected them to play with the five offensive linemen that they have you know they're five best this will be game number three for those guys. If Tyron and, plays, if and I'm Tyron assuming plays, he will. and he's got a bit of a neck now, so <laughs> neck injury. He's always had a bit of a neck. Yeah, but you, you see what I'm saying. But you know, I, I, it goes hand in hand. I mean, if you can run the ball, you're going to throw it better. If you can throw the ball, and they're playing more in coverage, that's going to open up some run lanes. You've got to play complementary football. That that's the bottom line. If you're having trouble running the ball, and the Cowboys are. I think to Jerry's point, if we can get going in the passing game, they're going to have to drop a safety or a linebacker, and that's going to help open up some things in the run game. Look, you've got to commit to it. If you're going to commit to it, if you say you want to run the football, then you've got to run the football. Commit to it. You don't have to run between the tackles every time, you know. but you've got to commit to it. Tony Pollard is an explosive running back, and if you get him, if you get some space, he's going to be a good player. Look, he can run between the tackles. Obviously, the Chargers, just taking that game alone, were, were up front. They wanted to stop the run. Why is that? It, it's common sense to me because they don't think the Cowboys have a very good passing game. Well, and they thought if you stop the run, we can compete I, with these I mean, guys. I, I, and they did, by the way. Well, I, I mean, the Cowboys threw the ball well. I mean, to think that the Cowboys <laughs> can't throw the ball. Um, I don't. I, I haven't seen it. Have you? Oh, good Lord. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it this year. Uh, if Dak doesn't throw for 500, you're going to say he can't throw I'm, the ball. I'm right? just saying. I love I'm you, going Dak. By, 
I'm going by what Jerry just said. They thought they could run the ball up the middle. They couldn't. Well, what has Tony Pollard's strength been? In space. Well, it doesn't I, I, matter. I, I, Obviously, well, the Chargers' well, no, it, defense it, it, was, was it, stacking the line. Because the Cowboys try to force him to run up the middle. They're now, not afraid of the passing game. No, it's a, they know the Cowboys are trying to force things up the middle. Mm-hmm. They're trying to run between the tackles. Tony Pollard can't run the same way Zeke did. They're built differently. Do you have to run up the middle at times? Absolutely. But Tony Pollard's best runs have been when they've got him in space, and it's almost like they've taken those plays out of the playbook. I mean, you're not seeing Tony Pollard a lot of times given opportunity in space, whether it's running the ball or the short passing game. And, and the short passing game you know those uh, to me that's an extension of the run game even though they go on on passing stats but tony pollard is best in space and it's almost like the cowboys don't want to do that they want to force him to be zeke 2.0 which isn't working i would just say and if i'm the rams that's that's my game plan i'm going to shut down the run i'm going to force dak prescott to beat me then Dak's going to be beat him you think so absolutely really I mean, look, it's not a playoff game, so it's still a regular season. Dude, Dak is a I good just, regular season quarterback. I'm, I'm telling you, I just Jerry, it was just like a light bulb went off in my head right I, there. Another opportunity Boom. to say no. Dak sucks when he doesn't. I didn't say it. I mean, Jerry said it. Look, Jerry said you, it Dak. without saying it. I know. Jerry uh, said it without saying man, it. Go wipe your chin. Way to go, Jerry. I'm glad you finally came clean. Uh-huh. But you're still going to pay that dude. Yep. They are. I know. They don't have a it's choice. Sickening. They don't have a choice. Sickening. They don't have a choice. Sickening. They don't have a choice. Ram, Sean McVay, stop the run. Dak can't beat you. Uh huh. Somebody just put on there he's fifth in completion percentage. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't have the yards this year. Uh, and it's although I, I mean, through six games, right? There have been a couple of weird games that. You know, it's hard looking at stats and rankings because the games have been so weird. Bizarre. All all of them have. Bizarre. But no to quit. say no that doubt. the Cowboys can't throw the ball is... I'm not sure. They've got one wide receiver, and sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. Well, I mean, there's that. But they always have a tight end. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know. They should use him. Yeah, that Schoonmaker guy. Get something out of <laughs> yeah, that high yeah. draft. Pick. Yeah, I'd stop drafting guys from Michigan. How about that? I mean, if they can't steal signs, what good are they? <laughs> Dude. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Ryan Engel. I'm Jason Minnix. A football Friday. <clears throat> You might want to take an umbrella. Although, is this rain going to pass? I think it will. Though they've turned the lights on here at Gus Stadium. Getting ready for that because it is a little overcast, a little dark. But it, it looks clear from where the storms were coming from right in front of us. I don't know what direction that uh, is. Uh, come on, Bill Taylor. Well, I, I don't mean, know. What, 25 I, years sitting next to Bill Taylor, you picked up, eh, it looks clear over yonder. I said next to Bill Taylor. Okay. 
I'm supposed to learn from that guy? Well, you haven't learned a damn thing from me, so well, I'm guessing you're not picking dude, up anything goes, from Bill Taylor. That goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. Whatever direction that is, I'm thinking it's south. Because that's where the uh, storms have been coming from. It looks clear. You're on radio. Nobody knows what that means. Well, I'm just saying. You're not pointing at a map in front of a green screen, Dan Cook. I'm telling you, folks, south is that way, the way I'm pointing. And it's clear that way. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's in south San Antonio will know exactly what I'm talking about. Or if you just look south, you'll know what the hell I'm talking about. You know, about 10 minutes ago, it was raining so hard, literally you couldn't see the logo on the middle of the field, the Northside ISD logo. Crazy. That end, you couldn't see. It was raining so hard. Yeah. And all I'm looking for is, all right, no lightning, no lightning, nope. no lightning. They can play in the rain. But now the rain has stopped. I think it's going to clear up. It looks clear. Uh, where those storms were coming from. So I think you're good. Well, I'm not going to look at uh, clouds and go over yonder and pretend I'm Bill Taylor. Well, I'm just saying I can see a blue sky versus a dark cloud. I mean, well, anybody I, can see that. I can look at my phone, which is actually telling me right now there's thunderstorms, and you get the cool little thunderstorm lightning bolt that, that uh -huh. comes down. Uh, 40% chance of uh, rain with thunderstorms. In the eight o'clock or in the five o'clock era, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, six o'clock it's going to be raining. Seven o'clock it's going to be raining, uh, but no thunderstorm. Eight o'clock it clears up. Nine ten. So then it'll rain again after midnight. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be out of here by then. What uh, what uh, app is that? It's the one that comes with my phone. Okay, so it's, I, I, who knows? I, I, well, and, and that's it. The question, I mean, the real question is, is it going to be all right for the Halloween parties tomorrow? Well, who cares? Well, I do. If they're inside. Well, that, like at the Rupub, though, I mean, uh -huh. they, they block off a big part of the parking lot. Ah, so that's you're, right. So you're inside and outside. Uh, so for me, I, it, it does make a difference. Well, I mean... I, chances you are can do about it you're going to go anyway chances are i'll be inside where i can watch a little baseball and a little football although it does look like the college football gods have decided all the really good games are going to be early yep, yep. so that you can go to your halloween party and uh, be okay without missing a a big game well and that's what they should do yeah i mean they know halloween's on a tuesday yeah although we're in san antonio tuesday night will be hopping yeah well it will be but <laughs> of course but, it but will all be. the big halloween parties like the one i'm going to at the rupa uh -huh. tomorrow is, is on a saturday night well, that's good. Who cares if it rains or not? Do you really give a damn if it rains or not? No, well, the it, answer it, to that. It could affect my costume. What, what's your costume? I'm not telling yet. Why not? I haven't been told yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you and your uh, wife will match. I doubt that. Well, I think you should. I... Who? Yeah, that, that was lightning. That was lightning. <laughs> we still on? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Huh. Wow, that was a big bolt. The first one I've seen today, well, though. Where would all those birds come from? Looks like something out of a Halloween movie with all those birds that started flying around shortly after that lightning. They're saying, we've got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah time to go. Yeah, it's time uh, to leave. I think, I think tomorrow I'm going to go as a Texas Ranger fan. Oh, my gosh. I mean... I'm not much for dressing up anyway. A Texas ring. What, what are you, you going to put on a hat? I'm going to put on a hat. <laughs> Your Tommy Bahama Texas Ranger yeah, shirt? I'll go with a jersey. Um, <laughs> or a half zip. 
It depends Dude. on how cold it's going to be. But what yeah. are you dressing up as for Halloween? I'm not. Oh, you're giving me crap, and you're not I'm yet. Not, you're yeah. going to a party, too. Dude, uh, yeah, but it's not a Halloween party. Now, I don't know if we you, do you something. Know, nobody's going to be dressed up at this thing. You get invited to a party the weekend before Halloween. People are going to dress up because it's time. I have no idea what it is. I have no clue. Is, is, is your wife going to dress up? I don't know. I haven't asked her. <laughs> you know, we won a contest last year. I mean, I don't know. You kind of take your, your wins and, and go home. So you're not going to repeat that one? No, no, no. No more deer in the headlights. Although I still wear that shirt around the house. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Pretend I'm a deer. Uh-huh. That was genius. It was. Had horns on. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no clue. And she wore a shirt with headlights. With headlights. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was a deer in the headlights. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. It was perfect. It was. I don't know what we're doing. I have no clue. Look, I haven't been told yet. Okay. <laughs> That's basically, wait, wait, you give my answer after you gave me crap? That's basically the bottom line. I've not been told. I know we're going to uh, some uh, friends of ours. It's a birthday party, though. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's gonna if it's a birthday party slash Halloween. Halloween yes. party. I don't know. It, it is. Well, then I'll I'll put something on. I mean, you're going to go as a PGA player? Maybe I'll that, do that. That, that that's, wears shorts. That's a great you'll, you'll idea. You'll go as a My live type. Belt. Yeah, go as a live type. I will. Uh, no. You can wear uh, shorts. Shorts, wear shorts with a and white a golf belt shirt. Yeah. and a golf shirt. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds fantastic. I, I That's a good idea, Minix. And then Maggie could be my caddy. Oh, yeah, that ain't going to fly. <laughs> I, I, I mean, look, as far as I, – I don't know if Rob Thompson is going to dress up. Rob, is, Rob sometimes does. He went all – out a couple years ago as Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. And was so disappointed that nobody knew that he was supposed to be Ted Lasso. He even shaved and everything for for it. <laughs> I'm not sure if Rudy dresses up. I bet Rudy does. Well, now, I bet Rudy gets into that stuff. I, I, I mean, um, it, well, it depends on what his wife well, exactly. That's another one right. that's waiting for his wife to uh, tell him what they're doing. James Pledger, though. I love it. No, I'm kind of on Pledge's side here, too. I think it's a genius costume. Well, well James James dresses up whether it's Halloween or not. Well, of course, He just true, doesn't true. get as many odd looks when he does it Halloween weekend. But James Pledger and his best friend, they're dressing up as Hans and Franz. Right, from the old Saturday Night Live skit. Yes. Dana Carvey, and I can't remember the other dude's name. What's the other guy's name, Pledge? He Researching, hold on. No, oh. he's researching. I remember Dana Carvey, so right? So it doesn't matter. But he got this inflatable. <laughs> See, Pledge likes inflatables, right? Every one of Pledge's. Hey, you blame him for that? Well, if he's Kevin Nealon. Yeah, him, yeah, of course. Uh, every one of Pledge's Halloween costumes end up being some sort of inflatable. Yeah. At least this year, he's not attached to his best friend. Uh, last year, I think they were attached. Which, they were. Which made bar hopping a little bit difficult, especially when somebody had to go to the little room. How were they attached? I mean, I went to the Halloween we party at the, <laughs> at the Repub last year, and I don't rem- I think I would have remembered if Pledge was attached well, well, see, to somebody. See, Pledge goes to Houston. Uh-huh. He, he doesn't go to the Repub. Oh, he's going to Houston. Yes, although okay. the outline of Pledge from last weekend <laughs> is on the floor. They're in, in uh, uh-huh. at the Angry Elephant uh-huh. next week. Always leave them work. <laughs> Especially if you're attached. 
Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> um, wow. Yep. Uh-huh. Good stuff. It's going to be a beautiful day. Anybody anybody dressing up for Halloween? Who's got a good, cheap, easy idea? Yeah, I would, something easy. I mean, I it's too late to go get something. Well, I mean, last year I went as Jeff Trailer. Well, that's easy. Just put on a white 210 hat and that's a sport it. coat. And right. Mm -hmm. Right. I think two or three years ago I was a blind referee. And, I, and I'll tell you what, wearing shades at the Roo Pub on Halloween nights actually something that will help save your ass. Why is that, Jason? Well, because your head might be on a swivel. And if you're wearing the dark glasses, you, 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 you know, uh -huh. you're, you're okay. With your little poker? <laughs> My little what? Your little poker? The, the, the stick? The, <laughs> the blind man stick? You yeah, call that the, a poker? I don't know. What, <laughs> a walking stick. <laughs> I see what you're saying, and it is—it's always a good idea if you can uh, wear sunglasses. Um, well, I was there last year. I, 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 yeah, I know what you're talking about. You needed about. a neck brace. I didn't have any sunglasses either. Halloween is wonderful. Isn't it's, it? a, it's a great time. I mean, I don't especially if the weather's warm and not yes. cold. Yeah. Well, you know that's the beauty of of Halloween is ladies will sacrifice uh, to be able to dress up. And it's the one time of year they can do whatever they want on uh -huh. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, they can. Look, women can do whatever they want whenever they want. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Yes. They can do whatever they want whenever they want. That's, get... uh, it, it truly is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bubba uh... Reva says, I have an old nun costume Minix would look great in. <laughs> You know, I have four nuns that live across the street from me. Well, you can borrow an outfit for them. Yeah, uh, sure. Are they taller than you, though? Uh, two of them are. <sighs> uh-huh. Well, they, they problem solved. Uh -huh. Walk over there. Can I borrow a, an outfit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'd go for that. Yeah, I'm not dressing up as a nun. <laughs> That's like that's on the list of things that uh, you just don't do. At least, uh, you know, I, I'm not doing that. Oh my goodness! We do need some ideas, though. If you got any ideas, um, wow! Well, if you're go. watching on YouTube, uh -huh. go to our San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel because I just got a text from a friend that thinks that Hans and Franz needs to be out for pledge. That he could go as this. And I'm going to show this picture on the YouTube channel. I are, it, we've it, already thought about it. I, I don't know what it is, but I have a good idea of what it is. Well, well hold on. Well, Wait what, a minute. What, what do you think it is, James? Well, it's an SNL theme. Uh-huh. The ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> we thought about that one, too. This, oh, wow. That's not what this is. <laughs> no. In the spirit of James Pledger's last week or so, for Halloween, a friend of ours just sent this. And that's what you need to go to. Well, it's, for it's, Halloween. it's not SNL theme, though. Well, it doesn't have to be. It's rocky because you got your ass kicked last week and you got the shiner already. And it hasn't healed up enough so it could still be real. Pledge, you could go as Pat. That's an SNL theme. Yeah. <laughs> what was the last time anybody watched <laughs> SNL? I watch the old ones. You get, you know, sometimes they'll come on uh, 
Um, You've never sounded older. TikTok or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but the older ones were a lot funnier. Well, like Dana Carvey and Eddie Murphy back in the day. You don't even know how to Will say when, when they come on TikTok. You know, Will like, Ferrell. Like, like you turned your channel to TikTok no, to TikTok, watch it. Well, TikTok, well, they've got that old Jeopardy thing where uh, Will Ferrell is Alex uh-huh. Trebek, and they've uh-huh. got the it, – it's, it's hilarious. Sean Connery. Yes, the Sean Connery. World Series, game one tonight. <laughs> we'll get into that next here on the Blitz on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Hey. You're really off, aren't you? The dust drummer that is Joe Ryan Egalofke, as usual. I'm Jason Menix, the Blitz here on 94.1 <laughs> San Antonio Sports Star. It is a football Friday, but man, up in Arlington, game one of the World Series tonight. You Josh, think Jerry's going? Uh, he said he was going to go to a game. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it's better to go to game one or game two. Uh, or game six or seven. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's next weekend, right? So, I mean, you, you kind of look at it and you sit there and you go, all right. I mean, Jerry ain't going next weekend. They got the Eagles next weekend. I mean, hey, Saturday. I mean, they, so, you know, they, they, they they game the seven would be what, next Sunday? Uh, so, something like that. I, I mean, but you look tonight like Josh Young, MacArthur High School, playing in game one tonight. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. The Happy Texas, for that guy. Texas Rangers going with Nathan Uvalde tonight. He's 4-0 this postseason. If he gets a win tonight, he would become the first pitcher ever to win each of his first five starts in a postseason. That's incredible. I mean, you look at some of the numbers, and, and these are a couple of teams that lost 100 games a couple of years ago. In mm-hmm. Arizona, the underdog. Again, they've been the underdog in every series. I mean, I know in the in the NLCS, I was listening to the radio, and and I heard somebody say Philadelphia is unbeatable after Game Two. Nobody's going to beat those guys. I just I don't know who would have made such a ridiculous statement. I don't either. I have no <laughs> they, idea. They looked unbeatable after the first two games. <laughs> I said it. I'll own up to it. I was wrong about the Phillies. Hey, the Diamondbacks are a team just like the Rangers. They just got hot at the right time. Well, the, it, these two teams are the hottest teams in baseball. Oh, they are, except for the Rangers were the best team in baseball for a good portion of the year. Then yeah. they went into a slump. Then they found it again. So it's not really a surprise this year that they've made it to the World Series, but there was a stretch in September where you went, well, that was fun, right? Like, <laughs> like were they going to be able to get to the finish line? Now the question is, they're this close, can they actually get the job done? Because they've had an opportunity before where they were this close and couldn't get the job done. And, you know, it's weird how some things work in this world, but as they get ready to play game one tonight... It's game one of the World Series, and it's also the anniversary of one of the worst nights in Texas Rangers baseball history. Braves hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. How did this happen? That's what the Rangers have to be saying to themselves and the Cardinals. Crashing this postseason party. And they have pushed... This 2011 postseason to the final deck, and it has been some kind of run. And then the Cardinals proceeded in Game Seven just to smash them, six to two. 
Well, that's not smash. Not that I remembered it because, I, you know, it's weird what time does to you, right? I mean, because it was 12 years ago, so yeah. it's not that long ago, although it seems like forever ago, right? It's a long time ago. Um, 12 years ago, that, that was game six. Yeah. There was a game seven in the Rangers lost. I couldn't tell you anything about that game. You know, noted St. Louis Cardinal fan Joe Ryan Eagle went, that wasn't game seven. We didn't win the trophy because of those uh-huh, hits. No. Uh-huh. You had to go win games. It's like like game seven in 2013. I was there in Miami. I couldn't tell you anything about that game. It's hard to remember those things. I remember the championship, obviously, but the specifics and the things that happened, you know, you forget about those things. I mean, sports, how many years has it been? 12? I mean, it's just, it's, that's a long time ago. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, like, like 2013. You and I and a bunch of other people are in the tunnel in Miami. The yellow rope is out. We see the trophy. The Spurs are about to win, and they don't. And I know I was at Game 7. I couldn't tell you anything about Game 7 except Miami won. Well, right? I, and I, rem- well I remember the Spurs just kind of like zombies yeah. in that game because they couldn't believe what happened in Game 6. Um, I, that I do remember, but we were all that way. I and mean, we were all that way. Cause you talk about going from the highest of highs because you thought, man, this is it, and then – the lowest of lows, just like that. But, you know, for the Rangers, the way they lost 12 years ago today, I totally forgot that that uh, that there was a Game 7. Because mm-hmm. we often talk, man, they, they were right there, man. They were yeah. away from winning the World Series, yeah. and they were. Yeah. But I always forget they had a whole other game <laughs> if they could have regrouped and won that thing. Well, and that's human nature. It's like we're talking about with the Spurs. When they lost that game the way they did, it's very difficult to come back the very next day and try to get it back. It's it's tough. Yet the Texas Rangers have essentially done that already this postseason. They have. The way they lost game five at home to go down to Houston – and start Game 6 the way they did, and then win it in Game 7. Um, clearly, nobody that plays anyway is you know is, is a part of this group, but it's the fact that they have faced that kind of adversity in the lowest of lows, because they had to be pretty low after Jose Altuve hit that shot. Oh, yeah. And, and for them to go win Game 6 and 7, I just – isn't it weird, though? You got Game 1 tonight with the Rangers back in it. They haven't been there since then. And today's the anniversary of that. Well, the, uh, one of the worst nights. If if ever I were for a Texas Ranger, if fan. I were Bruce Bochy, I'd be showing that clip, saying, "Look, this is what happened the last time we got it. Let's not let this happen again." Yeah, the Rangers have been to the World Series twice. If I'm if I'm yes, not mistaken, correct. right? And they've lost them both times. They have. So maybe the third time's a charm for them. I met a buddy of uh, uh, really more Maggie's friend that she used to work with at USAA many moons ago, and he now lives in Phoenix. Saw him last night, and uh, obviously they're all excited in Phoenix about the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, I said, dude, Cinderella's about to strike midnight. You know, I, I, and, and see, and I think that's part of the problem, the cockiness of – uh, Ranger fan right now that it's Arizona because they were unexpected. It would be a different feel if it were the Dodgers or if it oh, were yeah. the, the, Phillies. The, the Phillies, right? But, I mean, it's it's Arizona. And, you know, nobody had Arizona in the World Series. Nobody. But, and I tell you, I mean, the Spurs play in Phoenix on Tuesday. And, you know, the excitement level with the Suns, 
And then with the Spurs coming, because my kid, you know, was like, Dad, can we get tickets to the game? And or can we? Can can you yeah. buy me tickets to the game? <laughs> you know how that goes. You know, because the uh, the ticket prices are ridiculous. Oh, sure they are. Uh, because everybody wants to go see Wemby. So and then you've got a World Series going on. So you got yeah Friday Saturday. So yeah, it will be a. It will be game four of that series, right? And I was yeah. thinking, well, I mean, you know, ticket prices might come down if people are trying to go to the World Series, but, I, I mean, it's Wemby's coming into town while, that, while the World Series is going and on. And that place, the arena there, is going to be packed. I mean, it's going to be packed everywhere they go. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, like in Los Angeles, when they play the Clippers on Sunday night, what that's going to be like. There, even in L.A., I mean, are they going to show out? There's going to be a lot of celebrities in the house there. Um, I think you're going to see that all year long with this guy. Everywhere they go, it's going to be a benefit for every team that they play against. Do you think Brittany shows up in L.A.? So maybe she does. She's she didn't get to, her chance in Vegas. She's trying to sell a book now. Well, she, I just hope she didn't bring her knives with her. Well, they can't get through security. Did you see those. that video? Well, yes. For dancing around with she, those she, knives? She dances with knives all the time. Dude, I'm telling you. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. <laughs> wow. You or her? Well, <laughs> her more so than me. I haven't been dancing around with knives and dancing around half naked with knives. Yeah, it'd be dangerous for you to dance around <laughs> naked with knives. Sure would be. <laughs> well, I don't know if it would be or not. <laughs> I'm not sure. Poor Maggie. I'd have to. Uh, it is. I'd have blitz. to concentrate here. Ninety one. San Antonio star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Lennox. Glad to have you along on this Football Friday. If you're listening on the radio, if you're listening online at sasportstar.com, watching on YouTube, subscribe to the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel. If you're watching now, give it a like, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe. Um, all the different ways people are listening and, and watching, we appreciate it. And, and Joe, and I got absolutely, we do. Wait, this, uh, we're at Gus Stadium on this football, right? Friday. Right. Now we we were here a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and, and it's a great stadium, right? Sure, uh, great press box, right? But there's a gnat problem today. Yeah, there really is. There's flying insects all over the place, and it's not just here in the press box. You got out in the hall in the restroom in there as well. Yeah, so. Uh, What's a good way to get rid of these annoying little, uh, you know, in the short term? Well, see, they, that's going to be you and Rudy's problem here in about, I don't know, an hour and a half. Well, here, I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we, <laughs> you know, I don't know when we open the windows, although if it continues to rain, I don't know if we'll have the windows open. But It's not going to rain. But last time we were here, and this happened against Bernie, although he was a little bit more controlled. But a cricket flew in the window last uh-huh. time, and Rudy made noises I didn't think he could make. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't blame him for that. I'd been, it was a cricket. I've been screaming like a little girl. Yeah, but it's coming at you, and you don't know. You don't expect it. And all of a sudden, here comes a cricket flying at you. It's a scary thing. Scary. Sure. You know what the hell that thing is. It takes you a minute to... 
kind of get your wits about you and figure out it's just a cricket. Last week a cricket came at him, and he grabbed my arm. I thought it was going to have a bruise. <laughs> he didn't scream. Yeah. But he just grabbed my arm. Well, you were on the air, I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> we were on the air when he screamed at, during the game the other time. Oh, you can open these windows. Well, yes, I mean, yes, the windows, windows open. Yeah, yes. Wow. I love being in a press box where you can open the Absolutely. windows. Absolutely. The, the downside of that is bugs come through. This is a really nice press box, by the way. It is. Yeah, they have water yeah. over there and everything. Uh, you're just excited that you're 18 feet from the bathroom. I don't even think it's that far. As compared to last week, yeah, <laughs> when I had to tie a, a ribbon around it. To keep from, I mean, that, that three-mile yeah, jaunt you know, to the like bathroom. A, when, you, when you're watering the grass and you squeeze the hose that's to move exactly the right. that's what you were doing all last week? No, you can't do that. Because if you do that, I mean, think about it. I know guys are, know what I'm talking about. You do that, you let go. <laughs> it's gone, man. It's like water wiggle. <laughs> it's, it's out. Oh, wow. Joe and his bladder, man. I tell you what. It's not just me. That's any dude. You know what I'm talking about. I I was so proud of you last week that you made the entire four-hour broadcast without peeing. You you showed that you could actually do it. My mouth was like the Sahara Desert, but other than that. What does that have to do with you peeing? I didn't drink anything. Oh, okay. Nothing. (laughs) No water. See, I've got water here now, and I've I've had like three of these already. Yeah. But that's the difference. So that, I mean, it was like a three-mile hike to the bathroom. Uh, George on YouTube says, with the Nats, put a little dish with uh, dish soap and a little water, and the Nats will get into it and can't fly away. Oh, wow. Yeah. You also do that with, like, a, a little glass of wine. If you're done or just like an old glass of wine, you stick it out there. They like the sugar, so they go in there and they can't get out. Did I mention we're in a press box? I don't have a little dish. (laughs) Or a glass of wine. Or a glass of wine. (laughs) And certainly no wine here in the press box. Uh, But we'll, we'll, although, I don't know, we can find something and try something here in a bit because. Yeah, it's got to be something around here. Well, there's soap in there. Yeah. So you just need to find a dish. Yes. And I I would imagine. So we're right next to where the uh, school board types. Oh really? Sit. Okay. And 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 the door's open. Uh huh. And 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 I went to the restroom a minute ago because literally it's right there. Yeah. And and I noticed they've decorated that room with all the Halloween decorations and there's all those uh, serving thingamajiggers that you, you know look like they're going to have uh, catering. Oh, nice. In, in there. Wow. So I, I would imagine there will be some sort of dish, you know, probably a, a paper bowl that that would be able to snag. Well, I mean, something. When are they going to show up, though? I mean, they're school board members, you know. Well, I mean, I'm sure might, the, you know they're I, not going to show. Mean, they're going to be whisked in here at you know right at kickoff. I mean, I mean, as long as they show up before the game starts, Rudy. I mean, the question is, who shows up first, Rudy J or the school board members? <laughs> yeah, Rudy J is going to come walking up those stairs any minute. No, Rudy's finding the. He's been here. He knows where he the knows elevator where to go. is. Absolutely. <laughs> George, appreciate the tip. I. I might actually try that. Yes, we. Well, yeah, you should. We we will. They don't seem as bad as when we first got here, though. Do they? Well, we've killed a bunch of them. Well, we have. Yeah. Two one zero six five six ESPN six five six three seven at seven six. Mario, you're on the blitz. What's up, man? Hey, Jason. Uh, Joe, last week I know you said you didn't have to go to the bathroom at all during the show, but now it sounds like you were. uh, 
holding it in for four hours so you wouldn't have to walk 200 feet. That was longer than 200 feet. Oh, and uh, you, yeah, probably probably closer to 250 yards. I plus, would say that. Yeah. Plus, you're walking down the steps of the stadium. There was no elevator, so you know, imagine the stadium, 35 rows, and and then you know, you, if you've been to a high school field, I mean, you got the I, football, I swear, I, I the like, track, the fence, and then the bathroom was way over there. It I kind of like to know what Martin's point was with it all was that. It was Mario, first of Mario. all. Mario. Yeah. I think is Mario still there? Or is he gone? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess Pledge hung up on him. I mean, to give you an idea how far the bathroom was, because uh, I, I couldn't go during the show either, right? After the show ended, 6 o'clock, boom, I'm going down, and I'm, I'm finding that facility. It took me 12 minutes there and back. I timed it. And, 12 minutes. And, and, and I, I was in the actual facility for probably a minute and a half maybe. Sure. Um, if that. You know, but the walk was that far uh, all the way back. But see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, so our commercial breaks are, what, four minutes or yeah, so? Yeah. Um, I'd have missed a whole segment. Which might have been a good thing. You, you never know. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Ken, you're on the Blitz. What's going on, man? Hey, use the dish your Pedro Brown comes in. There you go. That's a damn good idea, Phoenix. Go, go, oh, go get it early. Go get it early. You know, you, you would think you could go get it early, except for they don't open up concessions until an hour before the kickoff. You can't go get it early. And, and again, I, I, you know, you take the Frito pie, which here at, at Gus is, is good Frito pie from experience, right? But I don't necessarily know that even want that dish in the trash can in the booth. I generally will find, you know, a trash can in the hallway for that because I don't want it to attract. Minix, you take the dish into the bathroom. You put water and you wash the dish. Then put some soap in said dish you, you, and set it down. It's not hard. You realize those uh, paper boats that they come in? Uh-huh. You're not running water in that. Of course you are. You are not. Dude. I, you I, are not. They're stronger than they th- you think. Uh, not after they had a Frito pie. Dude. I, I, I'm just telling you. You've I'm, never washed a dish in your life. That's well, your see, problem. That's not true. I've never washed a paper dish in my life. That is. But you, I do dishes at my house. You've got to improvise. you got to improvise. Oh, I will. Take your dish and well, combine it with Rudy's dish. And then wash both of them. Come, boom. Psh, dude, you're I'm, done. I, I, I'm not, I'm not overcomplicating this. I'm probably going to take one of these water bottles that we have that are empty You've got three. That's not going to work. Why not? I can fill it with water, add soap. It, it, it will do the same thing. Joe, yeah. So the poor little gnat's got to find the hole right here. <laughs> it's a gnat. That's still a big hole for the Dude. gnat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, you see, you, you people see what i got to deal with? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what we all have to deal with. You know, the, the water bottle, the hole is too big for the gnat. It's a gnat. I right. know, but he's going to find his it, way. Like, like you were trying to figure out last week, if you really needed to, in case of emergency, use that water bottle. And you were trying to figure out. Like, Dude, that, that hole, wasn't that, my that idea. That hole isn't big enough. That, that was, was the Smithson Valley coaches. Absolutely. That, that hole's not big enough, even <laughs> it, for me. You, you, <laughs> you would miss. You'd get it all over your hand. Well, I might. Yes. Yeah. No, I wouldn't take that chance. I'd have to set it down and then try to hit it. <laughs> then you, would, you wouldn't get anything in there. Well, I know, but at least it wouldn't be on me. It'd be on the floor. 
I got pretty good aim, actually. You're so full of it. I got pretty good aim. Pretty good. Not not bad. Now that's. A, I mean, that's I mean, a, pretty good aim over a toilet versus a, a small water hole. bottle. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I'd be willing to bet. That if you actually put that on the floor and tried to pee in it, you would maybe get 10% into the bottle. The rest is going all over the floor. That sounds like a beer bet to me. (laughs) Yeah, the problem is there's going to be nobody around to verify it. Well. (laughs) Because I don't want video of it. I'm not going to watch. And we can't do that on school property. Well, no, I wouldn't do it here on school property, but it sounds like a, a Rupub project. I, you're you're going to end up getting your ass arrested. I mean, that, that's 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 in the back. That's that's peeing off your back porch, right? Okay, I could do that. Sure. Yeah, but nobody's going to be there to verify. Well, and I don't really want to know. They could. I somebody, mean, if you, if you just want to take that as a personal challenge, no. But I mean, if somebody had a the right camera angle, nobody wants to watch you. You wouldn't have King. to show anything well, other no, than the stream. Well, I, again, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, no. <laughs> I mean, you want to make this. If a beer you're scared, bet. that's fine. Dude, you want to make this a beer bet. Uh, you know, and then you're going to give me crap that, you know, I always sucker you in with these no-win situations. <laughs> I'm telling you. Maggie can video you. Now, I'd have to have a couple beers. I mean, right? Well, you you well, drink a couple I mean, beers you, to make sure you, that. You, you drink a glass of water and you have to pee. Well, I mean, I, it, I you know, know but, but, but yeah, yeah, for you to have the stones to actually do this, yeah. you need to have a couple of beers. So I, go, go yeah. home tonight, have a couple of beers. Um, Pledge, will you get Maggie on the phone with you? I mean, because she's good. Maggie's at work, I think. It's 448 on a Friday. She's done. She's not done. Maggie, if you're listening. Hardest hardest working woman in Joe's business. 656-ESPN, 656-3776. Because there's there's rules in the honor system, and I trust your wife more than I trust you. Well, of course you do. You get one shot at this. That bottle right there. That one right here. It has to be this one. Throw it in the bag and let's go, right? Um, um, now, I, I don't want to drink this because I'm thinking about, geez, about the, what I'm going to do. Drink the rest of it. I will. You, 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 you put it on the ground. Uh-huh. And, and what are you saying? How much, how much, with your great aim, do you think you could actually get into this bottle? I mean... At least half. I mean, because... At least half. So well, wait a minute. So, because... so you're going to pee up to the top of that label. No, I didn't say that. You half just said half the bottle. I'm saying half of what's coming out. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Cause, well, because you know when you start, it's... Then, then this, it gets going, and you gotta have you got to have a little pressure. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... It takes a it takes a minute, and so that might not. And then, <laughs> then, then the it's end, over. And then at the end, it's just going to dribble back, and then that's not going to go in there. <laughs> so, you, so you think fifty percent of your stream is going to hit there from the time I start till the time I finish? Yes. All right. Uh, so you're taking the over. I'm taking the under. So this 50%. is fifty <laughs> percent. You're, you're taking so, you're taking under fifty percent. Yes, I don't. I don't. I. I mean, in reality, I don't think you're going to get much in that bottle at all. Now, right? now, can I like set the bottle like that, like well, at, how, at an angle? How are you going to set it at the angle and hit it? Well, I, I'll you're, find you're, something. You're, I got some rocks. You're, and, you're not. I, I mean, you I gotta, got rocks. You got to put the bottle down, set it on the ground, and then fill her up. I don't think you can do it. I don't think you'll come close to doing this. Well, that's and, a, and, that's and, a that's and, a hard and, angle. And, <laughs> 
mean, it was your idea. Now you're backpedaling. I'm just saying. I mean, it's a Any, hard angle. Anybody want to chime in on any rules for this bet? <laughs> I no, mean, uh, now here, here's these people are all too classy to chime in on this. Yeah. Well, at one point, I thought we were too, but apparently we're not. <laughs> apparently not. So, so I don't know how we can actually verify fifty percent of your your uh, urination that makes the bottle, except for maybe time. So, yeah. the you know, as she hits play and record. When there's first visible stream until there's <laughs> no visible stream, you want to send a judge over? How, how, well, I mean, I mean, how, I mean, there's a beer bet on here, so we've got to have some rules. Well, see, I got to like chug three beers and then just wait. Yeah, that's, hold it. it. Well, look until and, I can't look, hold it anymore. Uh, well, why? Because so you can have an extreme pee. I, yes. I mean, I mean, I don't know that you could drink three beers and not pee. Well, no. I mean, I've never seen you drink one beer without a bathroom break before the second I'm beer. I'm talking about, like, All right, so you boom, boom, shotgun boom. a couple yeah. of beers. Maybe we do this at the tailgate party tomorrow out at UTSA. <laughs> I'd well, like to actually attend well, the game. <laughs> well, after you get arrested for PI. <laughs> right. You know. Well, I know who to call. Well, that's true. All right. But, but uh, I mean, you can take the bottle into the uh, porta potty. I it, could, but it, then it, there's it, nobody to. It, here's the, the thing. There's no I, visual evidence. I, I'm, you don't. You don't think Maggie would go in there with you? No. All right. So we're back to the backyard. It's got to be the backyard. Um. So it's going to be a judgment call. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it's going to be. Although the time on the video is going to factor in. So, the, but I mean. Like it, like if it takes twenty-seven, 20, let's say twenty-eight seconds. Uh huh. Fourteen seconds. Is that, that an average or what? Five, <laughs> I don't know, but but fourteen <laughs> seconds of that, you have to be getting straight into the bottle, or or you're going to lose because that would be fifty percent. Dude, I think that's a piece of cake. You think that's a piece of cake? So yeah. this is an official beer bet. Fourteen seconds. Pledge, we need official. Uh, well, not fourteen seconds. <laughs> that's if, what you said. If, if if the whole video is twenty-eight seconds, fourteen seconds, you have to be nothing but net. I don't want oh, a video. All right. It so, can't. It can't be like a rim shot. You're not getting a rim shot and getting it to drop in. You're not going to get well, the friend- get, You can you're be not, like half not, and half. You're, you're not getting friendly rolls there. Wow. Right? I mean, you know, this isn't washers. You know? oh, it's not horse. You can't get close. No almost. You're either in or you're not. Holy cow. I mean, it's your beer bet. Do we have the official beer bet sounder pledge? Well, wait, I don't know yet. I'm going to Well, wait a minute. You did. This was your idea. I'm trying to figure out the rules. You keep changing the rules. I'm not changing the rules. I'm trying to come up with rules to make it fair to where actually you could win this thing. I mean, come on. I'm an honest guy, Minix. You're not. I am. Really? Sure. I could just take this bottle, add a little yellow food coloring. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, this has been an educational segment. Abel, you're on the blitz. You got a rule for us? What is what is what is up, gentlemen? I'm just laughing at this thing because you make it more complicated than what it needs to be. So this is well, what help you do. us out. Help us out. Okay, so this this is what you do, and because I've done bets before, so this is what oh. you do. You get a paper towel, you put it on the bottom, you put the bottle with some rocks in the bottle so that it keeps it still, and that way you can verify if you peed outside the bottle, the paper towel is going to be wet. So that's your documented proof. You can use a puppy pad. 
or a couple pa- pieces of paper towel. You put the bottle on top of the paper, and you go peeing. You're going to have pee in front of the bottle. That's when you first started, right? Then you're going to have pee in the bottle, and everything that falls outside of the bottle is what didn't make it in it. So, All right, but, but Abel, how do you determine 50% of the uh, stream makes it into the bottle? Well, then do this. Tell them, okay, void your bladder, right? You drink X amount of beers, 12 ounces. You figure, okay, you drink three beers, so that's what? 32 ounces, so half or, thir- or 36, ounces. but math is hard. That's 30, right. Yeah, 36. I'm sorry, 36. <laughs> I just figure at least, just tell him. He's got to at least give you. Now, you can tell me. I'm sitting right here, dude. I'm good. You're, uh, you, you just, tell me. You just tell him. You can give him, a, a, you know, like a <laughs> 8 to 12 ounces. Put a, just put a line on the bottle. Just put a line on the water bottle. And if he gets close to it, he wins. And he's I, I, the most accurate pisser in the whole country. <laughs> Abel, appreciate the phone call. The only smart thing I heard from Abel there is you got to put rocks or something in the bottle because otherwise, if you've had three beers, your stream might knock the bottle over. <laughs> and you're gonna, it might, and it's gonna end up with zero percent. Right, in. and then that would so, be fair. That'd be a, I mean, that'd be like a, um, dis, I'm not a disqualification, but I mean, it'd be like a. I don't know. I mean, oh, you don't get count. a do-over. Oh, yeah, well, that's that what I mean. Count. I mean, I mean, how many opportunities do we get? See, this is where I need Maggie involved. We'll see then how many rocks. I mean, how much weight needs to be in there? I, I, I would put as many rocks in there as you can. But then there's I mean, no more room for the stream. There is. There are rocks. I mean, it will find its way because you're not going to fill that bottle up anyway. Dude, I'm but you don't you. want to knock it over with your, with, you know, while you're trying to hit the rim. No, you know, I, I mean, you know, let, let's face it. But I'm so, just saying, I mean, if some comes I mean, it's, down, it's on the, like on when the... you're over at Six Flags and you're in the the water gun thing where you, you, you know, right. you got that water gun and you got to hit the target. That's you know, what I'm you're saying. All around the target, yeah, you're going to knock the bottle over before you get there, and then the race is going to be over, and you know, you're you're dripping on your shoes at that point. Well, I'm, like I say, even that that game you're talking about, sometimes you shoot and it dribbles down until you get the stream correct. But unless you're getting that stream correct, the dribble down isn't helping move that horse. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Wow. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Thanks to all the advice. All right. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my. Pledge call, Maggie. You're getting all choked up, aren't you? I am. Um, yeah. I am. Um... Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jay Semenix. On this Football Friday, we're out at Gus J. Taft. Tonight, our high school game of the week, energized by Hill Electric and Frost Bank. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, and it looks like the weather might cooperate. Still a little cloudy, overcast, but there's some blue sky up there, too. Lights are on here at Gus Stadium as they get ready for this big matchup. Gonna be a fun high school game, college over the weekend, and then of course the NFL. We'll talk some Cowboys coming up at 5:15 with John Mashoda from the Athletic, and then we'll get you ready for game night, San Antonio Rockets Spurs tonight down at the Frost Bank Center. Nate Ryan from Ken's Five is gonna join us as we get you ready for yep. game number two for Wemby. 
We'll see. I mean, I, I'm anxious to see how he plays tonight. Uh, as is in comparison to game one. I would assume he's going to be a little more comfortable uh, than he was in game one. He played well in that fourth quarter, so I would. my assumption is he's going to play better tonight. As we get you ready, as we do every Friday for all the weeks, we embarrass ourselves with something we <laughs> called Prime Picks on the Blitz. Prime Picks on the Blitz. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I mean, Ryan Engel had an incredible week last week. Talked a bunch of crap last Monday afternoon and then got his only loss. He finishes the week at 9-1. and one. Pledge and I both went 5-5 five and five last week. So overall, even with an incredible week, Ryan Engel still in last place. 41-29 and 29 <laughs> is overall record. Yeah, but I'm breathing down your neck, pal. I am 43-27. and 27. Pledge 42-28. and at 28. Looking at the games this weekend, we'll start here in San Antonio. Homecoming for UTSA. They take on East Carolina. I think that's a no-brainer. They should smack East Carolina all over the place. I'm going with UTSA. I am as well. Homecoming win for the Birds. Yep. Texas against BYU. No Quinn Ewers. Will that be a problem for the Longhorns? Malik Murphy going to start. It looks like Arch Manning will see some action as well. I don't think so. Texas is going to take care of business. Yeah, I BYU's all over the place. But yeah. I like the long yeah. yeah, Malik Murphy looked good enough in the spring game. I trust him to go into BYU get a win. In a uh, – uh, wait, hang on. That's all right. That's who I'm going to take. Yeah, was, You wrote down A&M, so that's fine. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> any, 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 anybody taking the Gamecocks tomorrow in College Station? What is a Gamecock? It's a rooster. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fighting rooster, though, it, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Is that legal? In some states, <laughs> if you don't get caught. I guess so. <laughs> Everybody's up? taking A&M right. there, right? right. Yep. Okay. Uh, top 25 matchup, Duke, Louisville. I'm taking the Cardinals in this one. I think Duke was exposed. The Cardinals have too much speed for the Dukies. Fletch? Joe loves saying Dukies. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I'm going to take Louisville. I also like what I've seen from them, and they've got a ton of speed, and their quarterback's playing extremely well. I'm taking Duke. Um, you say exposed. I think they needed that wake-up call, get back to work. I like what that program is doing this year. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead. Oregon, Utah. Oregon, Utah getting a lot of attention. I, I, I think Oregon's one of the best teams in the country. Um, Oregon wins. Look, I, I love Utah. They came through for me last week and beat uh, a very overrated USC team. Uh, I think Oregon is not overrated, and, and they'll take care of the Utes. I said earlier in the year I thought Oregon was the best team in the Pac-12, and I definitely think they're better than Utah, so I'm going to roll with the Ducks. Indianapolis and the New Orleans Saints. Wow, the Gardner Minshew's taking on the Derek Carrs. Boy, I don't, you know, both of those teams. Indianapolis played so well last week against Cleveland. They oh. really did. They should have won that game, I think. Boy, I'm going to take Indianapolis. I know it's at New Orleans. I know it's a long shot, but I'm going to take the Colts in this one. So the game is in at New Orleans. It is in New Orleans. And I'm going to take the Saints. I was I was thinking home team no matter what. Yeah. Sam oh, sorry. Go, Pledge. I'm also taking the Saints, mainly just because at some point, as Joe likes to say about Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew is going to realize he's Gardner Minshew at some point. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but, you know, I mean, you're making me rethink my pick, Pledge, because 
You know, I think Garner Minshew's not a bad quarterback. Um, it's who's around him. And, and the, you know, Colts played so well. That's why if that game was in Indianapolis, I think I would have taken the well, Colts. Well, Jonathan Taylor, now this is his third game back. I think he's, he's rolling too. So I like the Colts in that one. San Francisco against Cincinnati. Ooh, boy, this is a toughie, man. Probably the best game of the weekend too, by the way, as far as matchups go. Two great teams. I think Cincinnati's on a roll. But San Francisco has got to stop the bleeding. I don't care who their quarterback is. They're at home. I'm taking the 49ers. So you're taking Sam Darnold. Um, we're picking these straight up. Yes. I am not going to be surprised if Cincinnati wins, but I do think they cover. But since we're going straight up, put me down for San Francisco. All right. And two teams that are extremely close, I'm always going to take the better quarterback, and the better quarterback's Joe Burrow. No doubt. Green Bay, Minnesota. It's my upset special of the week. I'm taking the pack at home. They will beat Minnesota. Um, Minnesota played well on Monday night. They did. Kirk Cousins is playing well. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. And like Pledge said, take the better quarterback. Okay. Go Vikings. All right. Close matchup. Couldn't agree more. Kirk Cousins is cooking, and he's spreading the ball around a lot more with Justin Jefferson. Out. The first time in the history of the National Football League, the top three picks are going to be featured in the same game. I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> C.J. Stroud, go prove Carolina they made a mistake by not taking you number one overall. I'm taking the Texans. Look, I know I'm going to piss off every Texans fan out there, starting with James Pledger. No. But I I have a feeling. It's just a feeling. I don't know why. No team will go through the season with a goose egg in the win column. I think Carolina gets it done this week at home against Houston. You know, there have been winless teams in the NFL. There have been, but it's few and far between. Oh, okay. You know, Uh, I agree with you, Joe. I don't think that they're going to go winless throughout the season. But it's not this week. Give me the one with two top three picks. (laughs) Uh, Cowboys and Rams. Dallas all day. Well, you know, that's another one that I think, yeah, Dallas will win, but will they cover no. the six-and-a-half-point spread? I'm not sure that they will, but I think they win the game. I'm taking Dallas. Cowboys win. I don't think they cover either. I'm taking Dallas. I mean, Mike McCarthy, historically really good after a bye. Cowboys typically really good after a bye, and they're at home. I'm taking the Cowboys. All right. So we disagree on a few. We agree on most. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's enough to change the standings. It is. It is. And, of course, the uh, biggest pick of the week is going to be whether you can actually pee in a bottle. Uh, your, <laughs> your, 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 your wife is not thrilled with you. She's not, huh? No. I'm sure she's not. <laughs> Why would uh-huh. she be? Uh, well, that's always a great question. <laughs> Let's talk about that Cowboys-Rams game coming up. I love John you, John Mashoda from The Athletic joins us next here on The Blitz. 
Monday on R&R in the morning. Will my voice return? Will I be healthy? That along with Todd Archer at 7 o'clock. Jeff Trailer joins us at 9. How did homecoming go? And did the Cowboys take care of business against those Rams? <laughs> now back to the Blitz. Boys, I'm starting to miss you around the Radio Ranch. Enjoy that Frito pie. I'll see you back at home on Monday. Appreciate it, Rob Thompson. He is Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Menix. The Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Cowboys Rams Sunday following a bye. Get to visit with our good friend John Machota, who spent last week in Michigan on the bye week. He's back on the Buyers Barricades guest line. A good bye week for you. Good bye week for the Cowboys. I mean, I saw the, uh, I think, maybe the shortest injury report in the history of injury reports one day this week, and then the next day a Tyrant Smith got added to it because they missed him. I mean, it is just one of those things where I even hate to even just tweet it out because I just know the response are going to just be, uh, <laughs> is it always just something, with, especially with the offensive line this year, and then obviously Tyron's getting up there uh, in age, and uh, there just always seems to be some type of a nagging injury. Fortunately, though, uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything that keeps him out of the game, um, so that, I guess that's a good thing. But outside of that, for that Cowboys injury report, when it came out on Wednesday, uh, that's the shortest one I've ever seen. I've never seen it. Only have one player on there. It was Wanya Thomas. And so I guess they just had to add another player on. <laughs> he was lonely. He needed somebody else to, to help him out. John, I want to ask you, because the talk, obviously, around the Cowboys and the rest of the league, for that matter, has been the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. What are you hearing, if anything, about the Cowboys and, and what they may or may not do? Nothing as of right now, and, and, and it's funny because, you know, Jerry Jones has been asked about it multiple times on the radio shows that he does, um, and, you know, he never closes the door on anything and, and has talked about how, you know, he would be interested if the right move was there to help this team and that this is the type of team that, you know, a move like that, that could be huge and maybe it puts it over the top. Uh, um, so as of right now, nothing. But I also will say, though, I found it interesting that, you know, just being at practice yesterday – uh, and, you know, we're sitting there, and Jerry's out there, and it's not like it used to be at Valley Ranch where we would get Jerry every, like, couple weeks. Jerry very rarely ever comes over, and he's not out at, on the actual practice field as much as he used, usually is. But he came over and just started talking to us and, uh, you know, did an interview for about 10 minutes, and when I walked away from that, you know, I have no way of proving this, but I, there was a part of me that just thought, like, why would he do that right now other than, he knows we'll ask him about the trade deadline and just to kind of maybe put a little bit more chatter out there. Maybe it stirs up something. Maybe, you know, maybe other teams see that and they're like, you know what, let's just call the Cowboys and see what they would give us for so-and-so. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like it was a very calculated move for Jerry to come over and start talking to us. Like, almost like he's not hearing anything, but maybe, and this is Jerry's way of like, maybe let's let's keep talking about this. Let's try and stir something up. Maybe maybe in the final hour we can make a move for somebody. So, well, I don't I know. Think, we'll I, I, I think that, and I don't know, the Texas Rangers are in the World Series, and the Mavs <laughs> and the Stars are getting going, and uh, I'm not seeing us being talked about enough because we're coming off the bye, I, and all of it factors in. Now, there's rumors out there about, I don't know, a Derrick Henry. I've seen some with, with a Mike Evans. Uh, I, I, I just uh, There was another, a Pat Sertan. None of those seem to make sense. Is there a move out there that you've heard about that you go, you know what, there could be some legs to this one? Oh, for me, I think the Derrick Henry one is top of the list for me. And the only reason I say that is because one, I could see why the Titans would part with him, uh, just where he's at in the career and, and where that team is. Uh, that would be one part of it. Two is just that I believe he's in the final year of his contract, so it would line up with 
they probably wouldn't want a, a ton from you. I mean, you have to give them some type of a, a draft pick, but nothing maybe earth-shattering like with some of these other players. Um, and then also because I just don't feel like this offense will get to where it needs to be without the running game being improved. And I don't see, you know, these trade deadlines, you just never see, I shouldn't say never, I just off the top of my head, I can't think of a major offensive lineman being traded. And so how else would you help the running game other than maybe adding a back that would complement Tony Pollard? Uh, and, D- and Derrick Henry would certainly do that. It just would be interesting. I'm not sitting here saying they make a move for Derrick Henry and it completely fixes the run game, but I think it would improve it a little bit. And, and that's just an area where I, I just – if it doesn't improve, I don't see how this team can be that much better on offense. I just think that that running game has to be the start of it. That has to get going, and then I think everything else, play action, everything else comes in over that. So for them just to stand pat at running back, uh, whether it be the trade deadline, whether it be to try and sign like another player or something, uh, kind of would leave me scratching my head if this is just the running backs that they're going to have for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, and, and it makes a lot of sense, right? Because uh, everybody says they need that banger. They, they don't have Zeke anymore. They need that guy that can get those tough two yards. And obviously Derrick Henry would fit that bill, but there are some other guys out there. I know Fournette is still out there, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, some guys like that that they could get really for, for nothing, right, John? Yeah, he would be another one who's a free agent, and then there the other player is Dalvin Cook. Uh, who has pretty much made it, you know, known that he would like uh, an opportunity somewhere else because he's not getting those touches with the Jets that he was probably hoping for uh, with Brees Hall, you know, obviously being there. And so, again, these moves are not the ones that they're not, they're not trading for Aaron Donald type moves. They're not trading for Devontae Adams type moves, but they're the type of move that like maybe that is something that could be a spark to what is a, one of the better rosters in the NFL. And so uh, it would be interesting, though, to see something that like that pulled off today or tomorrow type thing where uh it would take it would take a little bit of the spotlight off of the rangers it just seems like such a cowboy <laughs> thing uh you know to do i'll just always remember when when i moved down here in, in 2011 i think it was it was a couple years after that but i just remember they had the sweet 16 and elite eight down here and, and i'm going there to try and help out and cover the game and next thing i know that the cowboys are announcing that they got a uh, contract extension now with tony romo and, and from that point forward, I'm always like, I always have that in the back of my mind. That like, never count out the Cowboys when there's something else big going in town. Yeah, it, it's the Cowboy way. John Mashota from the Athletic joining us here on the Blitz is on the uh, Buyers Barricades guest line. You think about the game coming up on Sunday, and so much talk has been uh, about the run game, the lack of production that you're getting out of Tony Pollard. We played some sound earlier from something Emmett told us on the Blitz back during uh, the Super Bowl on Radio Row, and he's like, you know, it's one thing to be the number one guy and be the featured guy, and the number two guy comes in and he gets a lot of big runs because everybody but he's prepared for that guy at number one. And what Emmett said back in, in February certainly seems to be the case now when you look at teams are prepared to stop Tony Pollard, but I also look at Tony Pollard's best work is in space. They continually to try to run him between the tackles. I'm not seeing them try to get him in space enough. Is that an adjustment you think they'll make post-bye week? I would, I would hope so, I, but you have to have that other guy to compliment him. I don't know. If, if they feel comfortable enough in Rico Dowdle being that guy, but there has to be another back that would be a compliment to him because it's not only about the, like getting him in space, as you point out, major, I, you know, big deal. I completely agree with you on that. But then there's also the part of me of, yeah, you can give Tony Pollard 20 carries and, and he can certainly handle it. I mean, he, I know, I know Tony Pollard can handle that workload, but the thing is, is can he handle it every single game? 
and then when he does carry it 20 times, how do you know the type of impact that it has, let's say, that 15th carry on what his 16th, 17th, 18th is? And, and I'll just give you one as an example. And you just go back to that game against uh, the Chargers, and, you know, Dak finds him on that scramble. And it's not a run, but it's, it's a pass. And Tony Pollard gets caught from on, on an angle on a play that typically Tony Pollard scores on. I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I, you know, I have the GPS numbers on what he was at, how much his workload was, where his body was on that. But there was a part of me when that happened that thought, you know, maybe that's a play that he scores on when he's a guy that's sharing carries because of the fact that he's a little bit fresher. And, and, and when he gets those opportunities from the home runs, he hits them because he has always in his career done that. And he just has a little bit different role this year. So that's why I do think that adding a, a little bit more of a banger running back next to him uh, that's somebody that maybe a little bit more established in the NFL uh, makes a lot of sense for this Cowboys team. That maybe that is the thing that kind of sparks the running game. And again, I'm not saying it's going to turn the running game around to where all of a sudden it's one of the best in the league. But it's they got to get it better than where it is right now. They're averaging 3.9 yards to carry. Zach Martin said yesterday. I mean, you got to get their goal is to get that at least 4.5, and it's just not close yet. Well, you know, so it begs the question, John. Honestly, when they made this move, they get rid of Zeke, and and I understand why they get rid of Zeke, but they're all in with Tony Pollard. Uh, Did he give them the indication, perhaps, that that he would be better than he has been if if that's where we're going with this? I think a lot of it, in my mind, is that he hasn't been given the opportunity. Uh, you look at when he was given the opportunity against Arizona, he's over 100 yards. And uh, and I know games dictate how, the, how that goes, but, I mean, if you're going to commit to the running game, commit to the running game. And I just feel like the Cowboys haven't done that in some of these games, especially lately. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it for sure. Um, I just, even if they do completely, I, I, I've had questions about if they'll reach the level that they need to get to, to be a run first defense first team, which is Tony Pollard. I, I, you know, I go all the way back to heck April, March, when they, we knew Zeke was, was not going to be here and it was okay. Well, how are they going to add someone else alongside? And I thought all along that, well, They'll, they'll address this in the second, third round, fourth round at the latest in the draft. They're gonna they're gonna draft a guy and they're gonna pair pair that guy with with Tony Pollard. It makes a ton of sense. Tony Pollard. This would be his last year then in Dallas, and then that next young back, and you'd hang it, hand it off to that person, and then possibly draft another running back down the line, and it, and it would kind of keep the the position going forward. Well, none of the running backs that they liked fell to them at the spots where they liked them at, and so because of that, they never really did address adding another you know, young back next to him until they took Deuce Vaughn late in the sixth round. And let's be honest, Deuce Vaughn doesn't, he's not the perfect complement for Tony Pollard with his running style. You know, he's more similar to Tony Pollard than, than different than him. I thought that they would add a bigger back that was somewhat like Zeke, but a younger version that would be obviously much cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it almost feels like a couple of years ago when they tried to do wide receiver by committee and then ultimately made the trade for Amari Cooper. Will they make a trade for a running back uh, before the deadline coming up on Tuesday? Real quick, John, before uh, we let you go, the game on Sunday. Is it, in your mind, more of a game where that Cowboys offense needs to go out there and be firing in all cylinders, which we really haven't seen this year? Or is this where the defense has to step up and slow down and stop Matthew Stafford? I could see it going either way, but I give a slight edge to that defense. And the reason why I say that they would be a little bit more important is uh, Matthew Stafford, I mean, just 
crazy rocket arm, still has it. You know, mid-30s, still slinging it all over, you know, and he's got the receivers around him. Um, but I, I think that he, it's without question, he's the least mobile quarterback the Cowboys have faced so far. And with their pass rush, you know, he's a guy that they should keep him in the pocket, especially coming off the bye. Micah Parsons is going to be fresh. I would be very surprised if Micah Parsons doesn't have a big game here. And if he does, like have the you know the type of double-digit sack, multiple pressure game, like he did against Stanford, Stafford and the Rams last year uh, when Cooper Rush was starting at quarterback and, and they won that game because the defense won it, I, I, I could see this game going the very similar way. So, uh, And that was with Cooper you know, Cup having a good game. You know, I'm not saying they're going to shut down Cup and Kuo. I'm, I expect one of those guys to have a pretty good day. But if they can limit one and they can make life pretty difficult on uh, Matthew Stafford getting five, six sacks like they did last year, I think that will be the thing that decides this game. Make sure you follow John on Twitter, at John Mashota. Subscribe to The Athletic. John, always appreciate it, man. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Take it easy, guys. Appreciate it. John Mashota on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com. Coming up, we'll head down to the Frost Bank Center. Get you ready for Spurs and Rockets tonight. Game two for Wemby. This is the AA Best Bell Bonds. Game night, San Antonio on 94.1. San Antonio Sports Star. Every game night, the Blitz with Jason and Joe gets you inside and ready for tonight's game. Players, coaches, insiders. This is the AA Best Bell Bonds Game Night San Antonio. for three. And Wembenyama put him in the friend zone. The pregame show starts now. Game two for Wemby and the Spurs tonight down at the Frost Bank Center as they take on the hated Houston Rockets. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. What do you laugh at that? Well, the, I, do you hate the Rockets? Uh, at one point I did. No, I, I don't. Mean, I the hate 90s it, no. are calling. They want the rivalry back. <laughs> yeah, but if, unfortunately the Rockets aren't cooperating. I don't think they're a very good team, and I think that bodes well for the Spurs tonight to get something done, especially Wimby. I, I look for a much better performance out of him tonight. Let's head down to the Frost Bank Center. Nate Ryan from Ken's TV joining us now in the Buyers Barricades at guest line. Uh, Nate, uh, you, you look at the uh, field tonight down there in the arena uh, a little bit before the start of the game can you even compare it to opening night i think the biggest difference in, in terms of the seats is, is the start time and just the fact it's a friday night game it's a little bit late of a start on opening night 8 30 here it's back to the 7 p.m uh the 7 p.m crop the crowd's starting to sort of file in here and the fact that it's being a weekend i think you're going to see before the game you might even hear a little bit more noise than you heard uh on wednesday night um but considering especially it's, it's, it's the rockets uh, you might get some Rockets fans traveling up from Houston, but uh, there's already a decent amount of people here in the lower bowl, and and I just took a walk out past the concourse. And uh, I'll tell you what, the, the biggest concrete difference from this year to last year is that there's a line of people waiting to get in the arena, and that necessarily wasn't the case. Usually you get people coming in uh, halfway through the first quarter. 
Boy, isn't that the truth? What what a difference a year makes, that's for sure, Nate. And, and you know, when you look at, at Wimby, and I know all the all you TV guys have been covering uh, Wimba Nyama, it's probably nonstop. I mean, right? You're, you're almost your entire sportscast is what did Wimby have for breakfast this morning? How, how different has that been for you to have that coverage uh, of Victor Wimbanyama the way you guys have? Yeah, I, mean, you, we, we, I kind of joked there for a little bit. He was trading in the uh, the baguettes for the breakfast tacos when he came into San Antonio. <laughs> but uh, you got you just mentioned it, Joe. I mean, I was just talking to one of the Spurs media reps down here that, that said they had over 200 media credential requests for Wednesday night's game alone, single single game media credentials. Um, and, and Greg Popovich is his post his pregame press conference. Uh, the room was filled with the gills. I mean, it, it, this is just going to be kind of how it is for the opening few weeks, not just here in San Antonio. But now when the Spurs go on the road and play games in other cities, opposing fans, they don't even need to be fans of the Spurs, but the ticket price of the San Antonio Spurs game uh, already went way up when they, when they drafted Victor Wembanyama because everybody just wants a piece of this guy. They just want to see what he looks like, you know, in person. And I really can't attest to it. I remember the first time I got a look at him, it, it's something out of this world. Seven foot four, he, he's even taller in person than he is on TV, and his warm-up routine is, is something where you've just got keep people on camera phones, video cameras lining the baseline. Uh, it, it's almost like some sort of celebrity, you know, cultural phenomenon where it's, it's just bigger than the sport itself. You know, and Nate, you think about when the Spurs go on the road. My daughter goes to Arizona State, and she was telling me, ticket prices are ridiculous. You know, the whole dad can can you get me some tickets to the game? Because she wants to go uh, on Halloween when they're in Phoenix as a visit with Nate Ryan uh, from Kent's Five. He's down at the Frostbank Center. You mentioned the pregame warm-up. I, I, I'm going to guess at 540, he's probably been out on the court doing some of his pregame warm-up. What do you expect differently game two from Wemby that we didn't see in game one? Uh, Tuesday, well, first off, Tuesday night in Phoenix, I think that's going to be lit to the moon out there. you got the Spurs playing uh, downtown right there in, and then World Series going on right across the street. But, uh and, let, and let's not overlook that uh, it's also Halloween night in Scottsdale, exactly right. which might be the best <laughs> of all three events, if you know what I mean. Uh, Scott, you really can't beat Scottsdale. I do. I, I got a bachelor party there in a few weeks. Uh, in a few weeks, <laughs> where I'm gonna have to finance my car before I head out there because I'll be I'll be flat broke. But uh, no, but uh, tonight with Wembenyama, it's just going to come down to he's going to be on the floor a lot longer. You hope he is because the foul trouble is really what limited him the other night. Um, in the preseason, we never really saw Victor Wembenyama play at all in the fourth quarter because he did most of his damage in, in the first half and they were on cruise control by the fourth. And obviously he sat for a half, essentially half of the fourth quarter on Wednesday night against the Mavericks. It was the foul trouble that really limited him. And he even said post-game that it was tougher for him to get comfortable I think now that with it being more of a focal point of him being a little bit more cautious playing defense, uh, I think that's going to be in the back of his mind. And just the fact that he's going to be on the floor uh, gives him much more of an opportunity to put up the gaudy stat line we were expecting. You know, Nate, we're going to nitpick everything that uh, that happens over the year. But just going back to game one, uh, I thought Wimby was a little bit nervous to start that game. I, I really did. And, and almost that he didn't really know where to go. That's what it looked like to me just watching uh, on TV that night. And then it seemed to me it took a while for the Spurs to run the offense through him, which they finally did in the fourth quarter. What were your thoughts? Uh, do you think the same way, or am I off base there? 
No, I, I think especially out of the gate, too, just because all of the TV cameras are on the guy. And I'll cut him a little bit of slack if he is nervous, because I think he's handled it as good as you possibly can coming over from another country uh, and, and just dealing with cameras and people scrutinizing his every move. I mean, I'm, all, I'm honestly shocked that more people don't see him around the San Antonio area. You think that, you know, if the guy walks into an HEB, seven foot four, somebody's going to take a picture of him. But outside of like scheduled media, media appearances, we don't really see or hear too much from him. Um, but in the fourth quarter, when, when things really started to settle in for him, I think defensively too, you, you can't slap a saddle or a position on a, on a guy of that caliber. Defensively, he's at his best when he's playing the help side, and you get a guy with the basketball on the low post, and Wembenyama can kind of rove the paint because he's—he doesn't take much for him to contest in a, a jump shot. And I think in the fourth quarter, uh, early in the fourth, kind of midway through it is when he—he he was sort of at his best. But it's a lot of it is on the other other part of his teammates to be able to feed him the basketball uh, in instances where where he's got a one-on-one matchup. Because really all you have to do is throw it to him on the block where you can get sort of a switch and get him, you know, touches on the low paint. Because once it's in the one-on-one, it's essentially barbecue chicken down there. Nate Ryan from at Kent's TV joining us here on the Blitz on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Besides Wemby, I mean, I, I thought Devin Vassell was, was fantastic in that opener. He has proven to be that guy for San Antonio. On the flip side of that, uh, Keldon, especially late with those turnovers, uh, kind of seemed like the guy that was maybe trying to be too much to be the guy, if you follow me. I like the idea of Trey starting and Keldon coming off the bench. Obviously, Pop disagrees with that. Do you think he's going to stick long with the starting lineup that we saw on opening night? I think it's going to be a very much a hot hand scenario because I think Greg Popovich still doesn't even know for certain what his starting lineup is on you know any given night. Uh, Wednesday night, obviously, Trey Jones was, was the guy running with the second unit where he's he looked really impressive, and Kelvin Johnson, you drew a lot of scrutiny there in that final two minutes. Uh, but then again, turn around. If Kelvin Johnson has a, has a solid performance on, on another certain night, I, I don't really think, too, people are sort of putting the, the point guard label on Jeremy Sohan. With this team, I think half the time, whoever clears the rebound should just be free to dribble the basketball up themselves because uh, when you look at guys like Sohan, Kelvin Johnson, Devin Vassell, Wembenyama, all those guys are capable of bringing the basketball up themselves. I, I think not putting labels on anything uh, is really going to help the Spurs long term. And, you know, Trey Jones very well could find himself in certain matchups because when you have Trey Jones at the point guard position, you're able to play a little bit more faster because he can bring the ball up the court a lot quicker. Uh, other scenarios when you're looking to maybe protect the lead or you're going up against a team that's also, you know, matches the size that San Antonio has where, you know, you're going up against guys who – might be able to bully this, you know, the rookie down low in the paint. You might see more of this uh, bigger lineup. But I think it's a bit still early, a work in progress. You know, Nate, I'm curious because you've been covering it since the Spurs in training camp, and uh, all the attention has been on Victor Wimbanyama. I know Devin Vassell got his, uh, you know, his his contract, and I know that uh, Zach Collins got his. But how are the other guys handling this? Because when you look at a guy like Keldon Johnson or a C.D. Osman or a Doug McDermott, uh, how are these guys handling it? And because they're just basically in the background, nobody's talking about these guys at all. 
I think that they're handling it well, too, because at the same time, you look, these same guys were on the team last season where, you know, they lost 60 games. Now, all of a sudden, they feel like they have a player who can contribute right away where they're trying to win games and they're trying to compete uh, for a playoff spot, at the very least in the play-in tournament. Um, you know, I think a guy like Zach Collins, I- I've always been a big fan of Zach Collins. He's the kind of guy where if you're on your, if he's on your team, you love him, but if, he, if he's not, he's, you know, I talk to people in other cities, and the first thing they tell me is, I hate Zach Collins. But, I mean, it makes sense <laughs> because the guy likes to strap a little bit, but he's kind of like a – almost like a guy who, who's looking at a, a matchup like tonight. He's, you know, earned a technical foul last week against the Houston Rockets. Dylan Brooks did the same way, which is another – the thing I'm looking forward to most tonight is, is seeing the Brooks kind of Collins dynamic out there. But, I mean, at the end of the day, these guys are contending now for possibly a playoff spot. The goal, Greg Popovich stated, is, you know, they're trying to win. And last year, that wasn't the case. Take Victor Wembanyama out of the equation. I don't know if you can win as quickly as you can now. So I don't think they really care as much about the media attention. If anything, it takes more of the pressure on off of them. I would hope there's no egos on this team. It doesn't appear to be. I don't think that style flies, especially in the sort of kind of culture that they've established. But they're trying to win games. And, and, and if this guy, you know, regardless of how much media attention he gets, when the ball is tipped and he helps them put the ball in the basket, I don't think it really matters. Nate Ryan from Kent's TV here on the Blitz. Now, Nate, you're down at the Frost Bank Center now, but it's Friday night. It's it's high school football. Are you sticking around and watching the whole game, or you you know uh, uh, you know after the uh, shows are done at, at six, you got to head out to some of the stadiums? I've had two energy drinks so far this afternoon. I've got another one in the chamber in my car waiting in the parking lot. Um, I'm going to stay here, I think, for the first quarter just to, you know, I am here and hopefully wait for a little bit of the traffic to subside, and then I'll, I'll have to go back into the station and start putting together those rundowns, which I know, I know Mr. Reinagle misses those days, but we, we, we got FNF, FNF Did, coverage. Hold on, dude. Stuff. Did you just call him Mr. Reinagle? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know, Nate's you, a young guy. You, I'm an old I, dude. I, I, so. look, I, know, I know you retired and he took your job, but, dude, don't go Mr. Reinagle. Do you call Bill Taylor Mr. Yeah. Taylor? I, I call everybody Mister sometimes. It's, it's a form of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, I do I do it for everybody sometimes. Uh, he's, got manners, he's got manners, Minix. He's got manners. Well, I, I mean, look, yeah, you 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 got nothing over there. I Minix. understand Bill Taylor requires you to call him Mister Taylor. <laughs> Joe does not. No, man. Hey. Yeah, I, 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 I actually got to make sure I pick up uh, Mr. Taylor's suit from the dry cleaners. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're doing that now and not me because I used to have to do the same thing. You know, that's just the way that guy is. Hey, Nate, do me a favor. Tell Eggleston there not to double punch. Make sure he white balances because that guy, you give him an inch, man, he's just going to go to sleep and, and not do anything. It's, it's, the best thing is because the guy's six nine, where in a scrum of media members, if, if you see, it's always great because you know where that dude is, is at all times. We'll do, we'll do. Joe. I appreciate you, brother. Nah, I love, lo- love that guy. Appreciate you joining us, Nate. Be good. Have a good night. Appreciate it. Nate Ryan from Ken's TV on the Buyers Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com. As we continue here on Game Night San Antonio, brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, Joe, you look at, at, at Game 2, it, it, I almost feel like Summer League Part 2. His Summer League debut was nothing to write home about. His NBA debut 
was underwhelming for three quarters. He finished strong, which kind of saved him. Yeah. I expect a completely different game tonight from Wemby, and I think the biggest key for him, stay out of foul trouble and stay on the floor. Well, and I think that's maybe the biggest adjustment that he's got to make, right? He's got to learn how to handle the uh, NBA referees. Now, this will be a different group of referees. Maybe they uh, are not quite as tight as the the group we had the other night. That's going to make a big difference. But obviously, he's going to be more comfortable, I think, I think this is a team in the Rockets that's coming in here that uh, they don't have certainly the star power that Dallas had uh, with with Doncic and uh, and Kyrie Irving. So that'll make a big difference. And I think for Greg Popovich too, I think as great a coach as he is, it's an adjustment for him too, figuring out where to get Wimby the ball, how to run it, what to do, and and, and obviously Pop will figure that out very quickly. But it's it's a work in progress. But I think tonight they'll uh, they'll have a positive result. Well, and, and, and the other part, too, because, I mean, Houston's Houston, but they, they've got so many young players on that team, too, that, you know, are supposed to be superstar-level players. I think they have a good coach now. Absolutely. And, and well, I don't think. I know they yeah. have a great coach now, which is the only thing uh, that that I didn't like about uh, Ime taking that job is, uh-huh. is I think he will make Houston better in a hurry. They added some toughness. Um, I think Wemby ultimately is going to be fine but i do think you know to a degree i think pop will treat it the same way like we're not running a lot of stuff for Wemby early let him get into a flow or do you think they'll run a lot of stuff for him early to force him into a flow you know that's a good question and i think i would rather see them run stuff for him right off the get-go now look every team that comes in is going to concentrate on that guy right obviously he's victor Wimbanyama. he's the uh he's the guy he's the guy that everybody's talking about so i think every team obviously has a focus on him but i'd like to see pop get him going early he they didn't have that opportunity in game one because of the foul trouble but go right from the get go and get Wimby involved in all kinds of stuff. I, I'd like to see that happen tonight. Will we? I don't know, but that's what I'd like to see. You know, it's, it, we used to do this thing back in the day, who's the MVP not named Tim Duncan? Are we going to have to start doing that uh, for Wemby? Kevin Vassell. Who, who's the focus uh, besides Wemby that we need to talk about? And you, you think it's going to be Devin Vassell Absolutely. tonight? Look, I think Devin Vassell. I mean, you know, with all the talk about Wemby and rightly so, but I think Devin Vassell is going to be one of these guys that going to be a household name in two or three years. I just think he's got that kind of talent. He's improved since he got here, and I think he's going to be one of those guys that people are going to be talking about like uh, you know some of the other stars that you talk about. And maybe not to the level of a LeBron James or, or like that, but uh, he's going to be talked about. He's a good ball player. When you look at uh, tonight, play the game, I don't know if they're leaving tonight or sometime tomorrow, they get the first road trip. And I think that first road trip for Wemby is going to be incredible in the sense of, you know, while the media is here, everywhere he's going to go. He's going to Los Angeles. There's there's going to be media. <laughs> My God, Britney Spears and her knives away from the <laughs> yes, Staples Center, whatever absolutely. they crypto, whatever. And then Phoenix on, on Halloween night. Yeah. I mean, but I think it will be good for them to be able to get away from what's going on right now. I mean, that's the one thing. Through training camp, this group needs to get on the road. I think it's going to be good, too, just to get into another arena. But, look, the media attention is going to be off the chart no matter where he goes. So that's just something he's going to have to deal with everywhere 
and uh, at home, away, wherever, he's going to have to deal with that. Game night, San Antonio, brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. That'll do it for us here from Gus Stadium. Back in an hour as we get ready for Jay and Taft, our high school game of the week, energized by Hill Electric. Extra innings with pledge coming up next here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star.